I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared, something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. It was all my Italian friends. Huh? So let me play this clip of this uh, video that I was watching where somebody's going through talking about Italian dishes that aren't actually Italian. Is this going to break my heart? No, I maybe it will. I don't know. And then I got a whole other list I'm going to go through with you. Oh my god! So here, dude. so so listen, you listen. Know, it's high. This is my favorite food I ever. Know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. <sighs> come on, man. Okay, here, go, go play. Just hit play, and we'll then we'll come back and discuss. Let's start with spaghetti and meatballs. Italians actually don't eat meat on top of pasta like that. It's yeah, normally in what? a sauce, like ground. So you can find meatballs as a side, but uh-huh. never on your pasta. The same goes for chicken parmesan and also eggplant parmesan. Next up, we have pepperoni pizza. Now pepperoni in Italian actually means peppers. So if you order a pepperoni pizza when you're in Italy, you will not be getting this. Next, we have garlic bread. They use garlic for seasoning their dishes and then they remove it upon eating okay. mama mia my mind so, is blown so no there so uh that that's the the case right there i mean garlic bread you have to know that that was an american creation right okay like sure 100 percent. spaghetti meatballs spaghetti meatballs not italian pepperoni pizza meatballs yes but not the sort of meatballs on a red sauce on top of pasta they said that is not uh that is not italian have they tried that in italy <laughs> shrimp scamp, shrimp scampi also not italian uh, this is the this is the one that I was very confused about. Okay. Marinara sauce. Not Italian? Not Italian. Come on. Let me read let me read you this. Let me read you this. You might feel like we just pulled the rug out from under your feet, but marinara sauce isn't Italian. Nope. The red sauce you've been dumping onto your pasta and pizzas in very is very different from any kind of sauce that you'll find uh, in Italy. Marinara sauce is tomato heavy, and while tomatoes are on the list of foods you should eat every day, traditional Italian sauces are light on the tomatoes and heavy on other ingredients like olive oil and mm. herbs. Mm. The result is a much lighter dish with a more delicate flavor. If you can bear to part with your beloved marinara sauce, no. uh, try ordering. Okay, never mind then. So, okay. uh, Italian wet Italian wedding soup, not Italian. Come on, nope. That's what they serve at Italian weddings, though. <laughs> How is it not? And who came okay. up with the name then? I don't know. And where did it come I, from? I, I don't. This is the stuff, man. I don't know. Uh, Italian subs, not Italian. But it's got the dressing. Yeah. Italian dressing, not Italian. 
Why are we being lied to? Okay, Italian dressing. This doesn't seem fair. Yeah, Italian dressing uh, is a tangy, tangy vinaigrette made from oil, vinegar, herbs, spices, sugar, and more. However, Italians rarely dress their salads. And if they do, they simply splash on some olive oil yeah, on their true. greens uh, with veggies. So Italian dressing, not Italian. Uh, pepperoni pizza, not Italian, as she had said in that... Uh, because pepper, pepperoni was uh, like a pepper as opposed to the meat on a pizza. So you can get like prosciutto and other cured meats mm. on pizzas, but rarely in that small, round pepperoni form. Uh, chicken parmesan. Now, the way Love. that I understood chicken parm was that it was originally like the Italian version of the parmesan was the eggplant parmesan. Correct. It was a vegetable dish, and it was only when it was co-opted in... America that it became chicken and veal parm, Which but I'm there glad. is no, oh, I so know, good. so good. A chicken parm is like you know, the best. When there was a summer, I spent. Are Italians, Italians, are they t- writing right nine two five triple five? Because I know we got a lot of them listening to this show. What are your thoughts on all of this? Because if we're wrong, I want you to tell us that we're wrong. Because I'm trying to find as many sources as I can to get through the what's Italian and what's not Italian. Fettuccine Alfredo, not Italian. What? No, not Seriously, Italian. Seriously, it's yeah. such a delicious, creamy dish. Um, mozzarella sticks, not Italian. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Hold on. Come on. So a double not Italian if it's mozzarella sticks with marinara sauce. <laughs> Thank you. That is the, that is the least Italian thing you could possibly oh, order. Okay. <laughs> mozzarella sticks and marinara sauce is is definitely is definitely okay, not not, a, not, a, not Italian, right? Yes. Like you won't you won't find that anywhere, like nowhere. Nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. Wow. My mind is actually blown. Yeah, I know. I know. But I like a spaghetti and meatball, though. Same. But I prefer, but here's the thing that I think about it, though, is I prefer meatballs as a side. I don't mind meatballs on the side. Really? That's my number one way to eat meatballs. Like, if I eat meatballs, like, if I'm if I make doing a meatball night, right? Yeah. Like, I make meatballs. The way that I have meatballs is, like, three balls uh, with some sauce in a dish Jeez. with just some bread. Oh, like and I, cheese. Yeah, and cheese. cheese. Yeah, sometimes yeah. cheese, oh. yeah. But I don't put it on a pasta. Like, I don't do meatballs on no, a pasta. I love it. To me, meatballs is a side. No, I love it on in the pasta. But do you then break up the meatball when it's on the pasta? Yes. So why not just make a bolognese sauce? Why not just mind your own business? Okay. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, Roz and Mocha, who's this? Oh, my goodness. My name is Maria. I am so excited to be on your show. Hey, Maria. How you doing, girl? Good. I've been listening to you guys for a very, very long time. Okay. How long? Since my children were four, and now they're 15. Oh, and we listen wow. to you in the morning when I drive to work and yeah. drop them off to school. So you've been listening literally and- since the beginning of the show. Yes. <laughs> I, I know all your stories. I... Uh, your stories about your children, and Aww. it's just, I love you guys. You make our mornings. My kids love Maury, especially when he's trying to answer math questions. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, I'm Italian, and I wanted to uh, say something about the Italian wedding soup. Yes. Okay. So, um, being an immig- a child of immigrant parents, uh, my mom used to make it for us. I'm not a big fan. I think it was something that they made here. Um, they would make a soup, and then they would beat up the eggs and then put it at the end in the soup. And so that ended up becoming this popular dish because it had protein, and it was placed in uh, chicken broth. And 
my mom Canadianized it by putting it into Lipton soup, the chicken noodle soup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I think that's where it really came from. It is not Italian. Um, we go to Italy. We visit Italy. Italy, the ingredients are very um, from the earth, very natural, and um, not very saucy or super cheesy. But um, a lot of the ingredients that you see in Italian recipes are, you know, they've taken it from the traditional ones, but the Canadianized or the American ones, they seem to have a lot more. So we're getting a lot of texts uh, from people who are saying depends on which region or what area of Italy you're in because it will serve these dishes differently. Uh, one person that is true. just also said, Roz, the way you describe the way you eat meatballs is the correct way to eat meatballs. Somebody else said that uh, everything that you said that was on that list and everything that that lady said in that video is 100% true. Um, let's see. True here. as in they're all not Italian. Correct. Right, Somebody right, else right. wrote in and said, this is true. I would eat at my nonna's house and she would only make spaghetti with red sauce. And that's it. Everything else was on the side, including bread. Yeah. You know, I go to an Italian restaurant here often and that's all they make when you order spaghetti. It's just with red sauce. Right. Uh, yes. We never grew up eating a white pasta sauce. Also chicken parm. We eat the chicken cutlet. Uh, eaten just like that without anything on the side. Right. So, I, I yeah, have yeah. a question. Mocha, you are a big fan of Italian food. Is, is uh, macaroni and uh, cheese Italian? That is not an Italian no. dish. No. Mac and cheese? No, macaroni no. and cheese. <laughs> no, no. No, no. Craft dinner, mac and cheese, no, no. Delicious, but not Italian. Okay, what, yeah. ab what, about, a, what about a chili dog? That's definitely no. <laughs> Hey, Maria, much no. love to you and your entire family. Thank you Thank for you your so much. I love dedication. You guys. Oh, we I love you, love too. You. Nah, you're the okay. Best. Thank you. Bye. Whoa, Maria, 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 because you've been listening oh. for so long, 11 plus years now, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, my gosh. I love you. I love you all. I love you both. Um, it's too difficult to choose. Um Roz, uh, I've, I've seen you, like, on E.T., starting on Entertainment Tonight and, you know, here, and I've heard all the stories about your little girl growing up, and Mocha, you too, with your son Cruz. I can't choose. You guys are both amazing. Okay, but you could choose one. <laughs> you listen, you're not our mother, okay? You're allowed to have a favorite. That's true. <laughs> I can't. I can't, guys. I have twins, and, and I can't choose my favorite, so I can't choose. You guys are like twins. The one on the Amazing. left. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I hurt Roz. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Maria. I love you lots. I love you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Have a wonderful morning. Bye, you too. Hi, Trazamoka. What do you want to say? I, I texted him because I'm from an Italian home, and everything that you said about all those dishes is 100% true. Really? Sorry, Mocha. <laughs> hey, that's okay. Delicious food is still yeah. delicious food. I agree with that. I agree with that. The, the what well, we could, I mean, listen, we could go through everything that is, you know, considered Italian that is not actually Italian. I think that we would take a much longer time going through all the things that people say are Mexican that actually aren't Mexican. Oh, yeah. For sure. You know, like I think that I think that that exists, but that's what you get. That's the wonderful thing you get with 
um, you know, having so many immigrants over the years just start populating urban areas where things change and, you know, it becomes the essence of Italy or the essence of Mexico. And, and none of it's bad. Like spaghetti and meatballs is not bad. Like oh, fettuccine no. Alfredo is not bad. Matzo sticks and marinara sauce aren't bad. Not They're Italian. just not Italian. But whatever. Right? Ca- quesadillas are delicious, right? <laughs> I know. So good. Quesadillas right? are delicious. Yes. They're not Mexican. No. <laughs> Listen to Maury. What? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for the no. call today. Take care. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Dude, there is a battle going on right now. And I don't see an end anytime soon. I don't think either of these sides will ever agree. I don't even think that there's room for compromise. And for the longest time, for a bit, millennials have been battling with boomers or Gen Xers. No, 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 no. They have Just been. boomers, not Gen Xers. There's been no battle. Okay, there on, is right? no battle. Don't okay. drag me into this. Okay, boomers. Your nonsense. Like, no, no, no. Chill. Don't drag me into your nonsense. So millennials are in another battle. And this time, it's with Generation Z. Yes. The generation below them. So just to recap, millennials are between 81 and 96. Gen Z is 97 to current times. Mm -hmm. And in the past, like, eight or nine days, there have been new new stories as to what they're battling about. Mm -hmm. Side part versus part in the middle. Mm Mm-hmm. Skinny jeans versus baggy jeans. Mm -hmm. And then, like, emojis. So I don't know where you want to start. We can cover all topics. Yeah, I think that the, I think that the, the battle between the women, the, the, the Gen Z women and the millennial women with the side part skinny jeans is interesting because millennial women have taken such offense to this simply because Gen Zs are coming off like, they've experienced everything firsthand that they've just now discovered that baggy pants are in existence not knowing that baggy pants were like all 90s that that we've gone through cycles of this before like cycles upon cycles upon cycles and the same thing with the side part and i know people got some real big feelings about this basically gen z's are saying to millennial women that if you part your hair on the side and wear skinny jeans you're old Mm -hmm. right that's basically that that's that's the women don't want to be called and they don't want to be a part of that i mean nobody wants to be called old no so i was trying to find some examples on social of gen zers talking about any of this stuff but the problem you run into because all this is happening on tiktok right yeah so the shade, like the flames that they're throwing are all like videos with music and then just like words popping up on the screen. Sure. So nobody's saying anything. No. Right? But it's the millennial women who are all coming out being like, yo, hold up a minute. Why, 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 why are skinny jeans cancelled? Because whenever I wear skinny jeans, my sister's always like, basic bitch. And I'm like, bitch, no. Let me show you. Okay, so this is what I look like when I wear like baggy jeans and like baggy. She's just wearing baggy okay, jeans, yeah. like whatever, right? You know what? I still look, I still look good. But but let me show you the skinny jeans. These are the skinny jeans. Like, like they just they just perk everything up. 
<laughs> yeah. I know, man. I know. And same thing with the side part. Same thing with uh, using emojis. Like the, all the videos that anyone from Gen Z are posting, it's all either to music or with them just pointing yes. at words or the words. They're burning out. skinny jeans and cutting them apart. Yeah. I Isn't know. that crazy? I yeah. had no idea that they hated skinny jeans so much. And you know me, I love emojis. And apparently, according to Gen Zers, the laugh cry emoji is for not old being people. used anymore and is dedicated strictly to old people. Yes. Uh, it's the one, it's officially it's named the, the face with tears of joy. And it's the most used emoji yes. ever. I mean, not the Gen Zers anymore. And one person said that uh, she stopped using the laugh cry emoji because her kids don't use it at all. Because they makes her feel old. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't want to feel old. Uh, a 21-year-old told CNN, I use everything but the laughing emoji. I stopped using it a while back because I saw older people using it, like my mom and my older siblings and just older people in general. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a there there's a disconnect, you know, that millennials are having with because they've been the younger generation forever, right? Yeah. They were the, the sort of they were the young troublemakers and they were the ones who were, you know, pointing fingers and talking at the older about at the older generation. Yeah. And now they got the, the younger generation coming up and just the 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 attacks seem extremely superficial. You know, oh, the, yeah. the millennials are pissed off because what they were complaining boomers did was destroy the world, mm -hmm. the economy, housing, all of this stuff, job prospects, uh, student law, all of this stuff they were blaming on boomers, right? And they felt that they had their arguments were valid, that they, they, they needed to be heard because the things that they were discussing and the things that they were pissed off about about the older generation were valid. And then you have the younger generation coming up behind millennials saying, ooh, side part. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> ooh, skinny jeans. <laughs> ooh, your emojis suck right. and make you look old. Yes. Uh, and so that's why millennials are so pissed off because they're looking at the younger generation going, this is where you're planting your flag. So this is what you're making yours. If you're wondering... My side uh, part. What? That's <laughs> so ridiculous, right? If you're wondering what emojis uh, Gen Zers are using, they're using the skull even more to indicate, quote, I'm dead or I'm dying yes. because, you know, the post or the conversation just so funny. Um, and they also use, they won't use the laugh cry, but they'll use the laughing loudly crying emoji. Sure. Yeah. And I went through and I found, oh, this is so funny, man. A couple of tweets from... Gen Z, here's two millennials. Yes. So you want millennials to get real mad right, right yeah. now? Millennials, please take your Hogwarts house out of your Twitter bio. <laughs> Gen Z hate that. Why do millennials love love to be like, quote, adulting? Like, yeah, you're pushing 30. I hope you'd be adulting. <laughs> Not sure how millennials made liking pizza a personality trait, but they did. And now we're all forced to live with it. <laughs> millennials love saying, quote, so I did a thing. Girl, go reread Harry Potter. Shut up. <laughs> Millennials are so cute. They're obsessed with rose gold and like, where's my wine? <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Gorilla Glue Girl. She got that glue out of her. Yeah, it looks good now. 
Um, procedure took place in Beverly Hills, and it was one of the um, the doctors that offered up his services for free. So the glue's out of her hair. Mm-hmm. She's good now. Mm-hmm. Never use it again. There's a guy in Louisiana who didn't think that Gorilla Glue was as bad as this story then became. So he decided to put some Gorilla Glue on the edge of a Solo Cup, a red Solo Cup, and stick it to his mouth and let it sit there and ended up in the hospital because obviously it wasn't coming off. Uh, his name is Len Martin, and he did an interview on Facebook yesterday talking about With the, the cup thing. on his mouth? No, oh. this was after. <laughs> oh, after, okay. after the cup was removed. <laughs> but when you hear him talk, it sounds very muffled because he's got like gauze all over his lips <laughs> yeah right and then another it looks like a like a mask right over his face i trimmed the cup with, with some gorilla glue and placed it in my mouth for a few seconds for, for a few minutes and which i thought that i could lick it off kind of you know to moisten it and pull it right off but that didn't work though <laughs> so then people are so stupid right and then he was asked like you saw the story that happened and the whole ordeal and everything that this young lady went through after putting Gorilla Glue in her hair. Mm-hmm. And you still decided to do it. I really didn't think. Uh, did you see what the young lady tried with the Gorilla Glue with her hair? Uh-huh. And I was like, okay. And I thought, you know, I thought she was just playing around because I didn't think it was that serious that Gorilla Glue would actually do all of that, you know? I actually tried it a couple of times before. It never really worked for me for anything, like using it actually on things. And that's what kind of, I was like, okay, well, she's blind and, you know, all these challenges going on. So I said, I'm going to go ahead and try it, you know? And it it went backwards, you know? (laughs) So then, when he couldn't get the cup off of his his lips, after using the Gorilla Glue, uh, he had to go to the hospital. I was there for maybe about a little over an hour, two hours or so. Basically, I had my pressure was up. I mean, I was going through a lot of distress also. They did like a peeling, uh, basically a moistening peeling, you know, to get it off from there, from my upper skin on my lip, you know. So basically, all that has been torn off, you know. I don't want to be sitting up here like this. I mean, you got Valentine's Day coming up. I can't even kiss my old lid, you know. That ain't, that ain't, that's not what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Can't even kiss his lady. Idiot. <laughs> that top, but if you heard, you he said idiot. all the, the skin on his top lip had been like completely removed. You idiot. There's people that, oh God, social media is the worst. It's the absolute worst. So, I don't just know, goes I don't, to prove that Gorilla Glue actually works. No, Gorilla Glue does. We all knew. Right? Gorilla Glue worked. Yeah. Completely. Everybody knew completely. that Gorilla Glue worked. Man, what marketing for them, though, huh? I no, it's sales... terrible. I feel so bad for the Gorilla Glue people. No, but, like, sales must be going up. I know. Because people are, like, just, but like, don't... this stuff is great. Not for yes. challenges. Not for putting in your hair. Not for putting on your lips. Anything like that. Right. Right? But just for... What it's intended Right Uses Like it's just You know imagine Like imagine you made mitts Right mm-hmm. Like mittens Right Imagine that was your thing Right Mittens And then all of a sudden You get mitten up the butt guy And you're like Well th- what are you doing What are you And he's in the hospital For 48 hours Trying to get a mitten out Right 
You know, and then, like you just look at that mitten company and you're like, oh my God, their sales must be through the roof. And I'm like, but I don't want that sale. I don't want that. I don't right. want those not margins. From, not from that publicity. No, right? <laughs> no. I want like, to make mittens. Yeah. Keep your hands warm. Thank you. And you get a guy like this. I mean, you got Valentine's Day coming up. I can't even kiss my lid, you know? This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So Valentine's Day is on Sunday. It is also the birthday of one of our favorite people in the entire world, Ross. Who's that? Former mayor of Mississauga, Hurricane Hazel McCallion. Oh, yeah, right. She's turning 100. Jeez. And every single year, Dan Mori gives her a Good call job. in anticipation of her Valentine's Day birthday <laughs> to bother her with nonsense. And the one thing I love about Hazel is that she will answer every single question that Dan Mori asks. Hello. Hazel McCallion, how are you? Very good. Happy 100th birthday! Yeah. In case you didn't recognize my voice, it's Maury, and I call you every year for your birthday. Did oh, yeah. Every year I ask you this. What flavor birthday cake do you want this year? Chocolate. See, I thought you would change it up this year. You said chocolate last year. Yeah, no. That's my favorite, chocolate cake. Okay, how does it feel to be turning 100 years old? I don't, I don't feel any different than when I was 99 or 98. What would a young Hazel McCallion say to Hazel McCallion turning 100? Well, I, I don't know. What you're asking me, am I proud of myself? I guess, yeah. Well, I have no answer for that. Oh, okay. Now, are you upset at all that this year, your 100th birthday, because you only turned 100 once, that there's a pandemic and you won't be able to have a big party? No. I think a lot of people are disappointed that they can't have a party, but uh, we have to go by the rules, and that's all. It's a year of, uh, I can assure you, I'm lucky to be healthy and be alive. What would you say has been your biggest accomplishment in 100 years? There's no one big accomplishment. I mean, there's so many things. You don't pick out any one and say, you know, there's a lot of important things happened during my life. What age was your favorite? I enjoy every age. Are they going to put 100 birthday candles in your cake? I don't know. And what will your wish be when you blow out the candles? Just to continue to have a good life, healthy life. Can I sing happy birthday to you? Yeah. Okay. Happy birthday. You're not singing with me? No. Happy birthday to you. You don't sing happy birthday to yourself. (laughs) <laughs> okay, but I'm singing it to you, so... Yeah, well, you sing it to me, but I don't sing it to myself. Well, you say Hazel oh, at that man. point. Okay. Happy uh, birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear... Hazel. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Yay. Uh, <laughs> what do you say to a rabbit on its birthday? I don't know. Happy birthday. Oh, <laughs> And what goes up but never comes down? Oh, no. Your age. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Hazel, can I say that I absolutely love you, and I love that you let me call you every year? Yeah, who, who is calling? I didn't get your name. <laughs> oh, my name is Maury, and I'm with the Roz and Mocha Show. We talk every year, don't you remember? No. Oh, you, you don't... Sorry, I, I get a lot of calls. I don't have oh. them all in my mind. But... Trust me, we talk every year. Yeah. 
Okay. I love you, Hazel. Yep. Okay. okay. Happy birthday. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you go back and watch uh, episode one of Young Rock yet? No. Oh, dude, hurry up. I know. It's I know, I so good. I got a lot going on, man. It's so good. Uh, but in it's not really a spoiler because it's in the trailer, in a lot of the trailers, where the show kind of takes place in the future where The Rock is running for president. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets part of the the way they blend all the stories together is that The Rock is being interviewed by Randall Park, who is still Randall Park, the actor that everybody knows, but is no longer acting and is now a broadcaster. Okay. So he does this one-on-one sit-down so meta. Okay. With, with The Rock, yeah. right, as The Rock is on his presidential campaign. Okay. And then they start getting to know The Rock type of thing, where's where, where all these stories come from. But The Rock sat down with USA Today... Because it was how long ago? A couple of years now? Where somebody had asked whether or not The Rock would mm-hmm. run for president. And he was like, yeah, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that topic came up again. I would consider a presidential run in the future if that's what the people wanted. And I take a lot of pride in servicing the audience and the consumer and people. So I would wait and I would listen. I would have my finger on the pulse and my ear to the ground. Now, one thing you had said back when the news had come out that The Rock would potentially uh, consider running for president is that there's no way in hell he would. No. Because he wouldn't be able to deal with. No, he wouldn't. wouldn't, uh, uh, The Rock will never be president for the same reason that Oprah will never be president. Right. And that is they are. They would. One, he's more powerful outside of the Oval Office than he is inside the Oval Office. That's fact. He has way more influence, um, but The Rock will never be president. And Oprah will never be president because neither of them will ever order an airstrike. Yeah, they will never. They will never be the last person in a chain of command that says yes and lives for the greater good. They just wouldn't do it. And I don't think that either of them could stand or would do well with public hatred. No, because if you remember when The Rock came out and endorsed Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, it was vicious. His mentions yeah. on Instagram, because he's just heavy on Instagram, right? Yeah. Like the comments were just full of negativity and like everyone, all of his fans who were also Trump supporters going in on him. Uh, listen, the, the Rock has had a low key rough ride the last little while. He yeah. got he the Rock was getting hit really, really hard for in the middle of a pandemic, still promoting his tequila. liquor, his yeah. tequila as hard as he was. Um, the rock was also during all of this. You remember when those workout videos were like people were in his gym and that video with John Krasinski where they were like super close and sweating yeah, all over each other. Mask, yeah. Nobody's wearing a mask. And then he got COVID and like he's the rock has taken, taken some, some heat over the last little while. But the interesting thing when he, um, put his support behind Biden was that in one of the first things he said during that endorsement was that he has voted for all parties in the past. Mm-hmm. So he's not a lifeline, lifetime Democrat, a Democrat. And up to that point, you really didn't know what the rocks politics were. And I'm always on the fa- I'm always on the line of, if you don't know what somebody's politics are in America, I assume you're Republican mm-hmm. when you're famous, yeah. right? Otherwise you let it be known that you're, you're, uh, you're a Democrat. Um, 
but he would never do it. He's yeah, too powerful think, outside of the office. I don't think and, he would either. And and he would he, he's not he's not that guy. He's not going to put himself in a position to just be absolutely hated. And also up to this point, everything the Rock has done, he's done perfectly. Mm-hmm. And he there as soon as mistakes start being made, who wants to who wants to live in that world? I know. Who wants that kind of criticism? Because they don't ask you questions like fake Randall Park interviewing you does on your TV show. Like, they ask you real stuff, man. Which, by the way, Randall Park is, like, he's quickly becoming one of my favorite actors. I love actors. Randall Park. He's yeah. so good. Dude, did you know? I had no idea because when the show was first starting to get promoted and you see Randall Park is in it, right? All this love for Randall Park started popping up. And somebody posted a video that I had never seen before. And it was from almost two years now. I think he was promoting Always Be My Maybe on Netflix. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. And he went on this guy's YouTube channel. And this guy, whenever he has people on his channel, if they have skills on the mic, yeah. they will all get around the mic, put a beat on, and start freestyling. Right. Randall Park on the mic? No. Really? The baddest on the microphone apparatus is here. When I rock a rhyme, often eyes are dropping a tear. It's so beautiful, it's America's landscapes when this man makes lyrics like the syrups that you pour upon your pancakes. My mandate is to grip minds like a handshake. Spit Orlando Lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base. Over any damn breakbeat, I hastily make pastries tastier than anything that Wolfgang makes. So take notes out of suckers, oh I make coats. God. Lump a sum like Bubba Gump fishing on lake boats. <laughs> I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama. I'm bagging on your mama. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind you. I'm a rhyme writer. Lock, stock, smoking the ganja. Rebuttals befuddle, leaving a puddle of saliva, sillies. You couldn't handle Randall when I throw my grammar at you. It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you. I point the camera wow. at you like her wow. wrist. Develop it, then use the pictures to pick up bird <laughs> Your nervous is the impervious wordsmiths hanging out in Rafa's new crib. Come with the verses. Wow. Like wow. that's Randall wow. Park. Wow. From the Young Rock, also killing it on WandaVision. Wow. Right? That's incredible. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Dim and Maury made some cold calls yesterday to folks across the country as part of Razamoka's Quarantales. Tales. This is where Dim and Maury will start a story and have people that he randomly calls continue and eventually finish that story. Mm-hmm. Fill in the blanks. And with Valentine's Day coming up on Sunday, Dim and Maury wrote the first few lines of a love story. Oh, excuse me. Hello? Hi, how are you? I... Fine. How are you? I'm well. This is Maury with the Roz and Mocha Show, and it's time for another chapter of Roz and Mocha's Tales. I haven't heard it before. What's that? <laughs> okay, so everyone I randomly call randomly will add four lines to the story, okay? And, okay. And today's theme is Valentine's Day. Oh, Lord. I'll try. Okay, here we go. His name was Roz. He was tall and looking for love. However, was grumpy all the time. Uh, today was no exception. As the rash on his derriere seemingly grew more bothersome with each Tinder swipe, the bar scene was just not the same this Valentine's Day. It was only last year that he had met this tall, elegant woman named... Um, Gary. With hands like Gary. an iron worker, she impressed him with her 
ability to open a lobster without claw crackers wow. or other utensils, just those burly, rugged, callous mitts. <laughs> and then he wondered if she were the origin of this rash. Uh, I think your four lines are up or there, buddy. Or it could be that he's allergic to lobster. Then Roz thought to himself, mm, why does love and lobster have to be so hard? True. To soothe a bit of his pain in his heart and in his backside, he decided to take a warm bubble bath, got a little carried away while, wipe, while swiping on Tinder, and his tub overflowed. Then he heard his pet raccoon. Then he heard his pet raccoon <laughs> typing on the computer. Roz jumped out of the tub and headed straight to the living room. Helga, the raccoon, was scrolling Amazon. Roz screams out, I've told you to stop ordering. The pickle baskets. You haven't even finished the first 20. With water flooding the floor and baskets of pickles filling every nook and cranny of his house because of a pickle-obsessed raccoon, Roz was starting to lose all hope of finding that special love. Then there was a knock at the door. All flustered from the chaos of his home, he quickly grabs his favorite royal blue kimono, a gift from his mother and one that he cherished dearly, but wouldn't dare admit to anyone, much less wear it in the company of others. As he tied up his robe and opened his front door, there stood the back of what looked to be a tall, beautiful woman soaked from the rain. Could this be the rom-com Roz always wished his life could be? As she turned around, he finally caught a glimpse of her face and... Hello? Hey, how are you? Good. How about yourself? Good. It's Maury with the Roz and Mocha Show, and it's another chapter in Roz and Mocha's Quarantales. Awesome. I want to get you to end our story. How does that sound? Works for me. Okay. All right. Here we go. Anytime you're ready. It turns out to be Pickle Patty, the pickle brine delivery lady, hand delivering a vat of brine to Helga the raccoon. It turns out she wanted to pickle Roz, thinking that would make him live forever. But what Helga didn't anticipate was when Roz and Pickle Patty's eyes met, they instantly fell in love, proving the fact that you will always find love when you least expect it. Now, Helga will get pickles any time in Roz found love, and it was a big deal. (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How's everybody's Valentine's Day? Pretty good. We didn't get to talk about it because yes, it was a holiday. Oh, so romantic. Oh, was it, Maury? Here we go. <laughs> Tell us about your Valentine's Day, Dan, Maury. Well, I presented Matthew with a dozen roses. Mm-hmm. Not actually roses, though, just pictures of Betty White. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she played Rose. Okay. And that go over. And, and then we had like a steak dinner and then I fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> so romantic. Wow. What'd you guys do at home? What did he give you? Nothing. Nothing. You guys don't do Valentine's Day? I do. Yeah? He's not into it? No, he likes getting stuff I give him. Right. Like, he appreciates it. Like the roses? Yeah. No, he did not like that at all. He didn't like that at all. So he didn't like anything you did then? No. Because that's all you did? That's right. So he appreciated nothing? That's right. Okay. <laughs> now we get to the truth. Yeah, exactly. So what did you guys do? So it was awful. Oh, and then he. Oh, and then so. And he also caulked the bathroom tiles. Caulked. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. So he he what? He was caulking the like he recalked the shower. Right. Okay. Why do you say it like that? Why do you say it like that? C A L K. Yeah. Cock. How do you say? How do you say talk? Talk. You don't no, say talk. No, but I thought it was caulk. Caulk. Okay. 
<laughs> I thought it was something okay. they mined out of the fields. Okay, you and me need to talk later <laughs> about, about this. Uh, mine was uh, mine was good. We we just do we do pizza and meatballs every year for oh, uh, for Valentine's Day. So sick. so that's what we did. And then we hung out and watched a movie. I gave Catherine flowers. Catherine gave me flowers. Oh sweet. We did some cards. It was just it's difficult because like you can't really you can't do anything right. Like it's just everything is just sort of the way it is. But uh, but now we just hang out and cuddle on the couch and just love each other and all that stuff. Yeah. Like it's good. Like it's fine like it's it's you know it, nothing is perfect right now but i think that what we're all just very used to is just absolutely making the best of it like i i, I the expectations are um anything is going to be awesome yeah and and, sure. and it's so easy to let something like valentine's day go simply because you can't go out and and you know you can't walk into a store and buy something cool and ordering something online is just gonna take for like all of this stuff but i think that if everybody you know in your house is is on the same page of you know it's got to happen doesn't matter what it looks like but we can't mm-hmm. let this slide yeah um then then i think that you're in i think you're in good shape and we had a good valentine's oh, day i also made hot apple cider on the stove yeah. Like with mulling spices. Yeah, how'd that turn out? He hated that too, I bet, didn't he? No, I, I, it was fine, but the, his argument <laughs> was there wasn't enough for two cups. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. My thumb is still numb from my steering wheel. From your steering wheel? It was so cold. Oh, and the way that and the way that I drive is my thumb doesn't hook around the steering wheel. My thumb rests on the steering wheel in front of me. Huh? Right, like your make, left, like make, make, that, make a thumb, make a thumbs up sign. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Point it straight forward. So your thumb is up. Yep. Now turn your hand to the side so the thumb yeah. is pointing off to the side. Yeah. And then open your fingers and grab the wheel, but leave your thumb there. Oh yeah. That's how I drive. Right. Like this. Yeah. But so but so my thumb is frozen. Like oh. my thumb is still numb right now. You don't ever do the move where you put one hand under your your leg as you're driving, just to warm that hand up, and then you switch. No, I can't. I don't. No, I can't drive with the other hand. You can't drive with your right hand. No, that's so weird. But you're no, right-handed. Only, only my right hand. Like I can't drive only with only my right hand. No, but at red lights, you can put your hands between your legs to warm them up. Yeah, no, it's true. I can, I can do that. But these skinny legs, it's like they take a long time to warm up, just as long as the car does. Yeah. Uh, no, I learned how to drive. <laughs> Listen, man. Okay, I learn everything I know about driving because yeah. I got my license very late in life. Three years ago, right? Okay, yeah. So I got my license very late in life, and you have to understand that my knowledge and practice of driving a car up to that point where I learned the sort of rules about cornering and when to accelerate, when to brake, all that stuff came from playing Gran Turismo. Oh, no. Okay? So when to accelerate is all the time? Yes. When to brake is barely. But Gran Turismo, you steer with your left when you're on PlayStation. Oh, yeah, I guess. Right? Yeah. So I'm used to steering with my left. Oh, wow. And so when I'm in the car, my left hand is the dominant hand that I steer with, not my right. So crazy, e- even though Even though I'm right-handed. Yeah. Like, for me, I steer a vehicle with my left because that is, wow. yeah, because that. Have you ever just tried just to see what it feels it like? It doesn't feel good. 
Oh, wow. At all. It's yeah. awkward. Like only using my right, like if I'm only going to use one hand, it is 100% of the time I left just because I learned how to drive on Gran Turismo. I'm surprised that all the times I've driven you, you didn't watch and learn from me. No, no, that's not going to happen. No, no, I had already knew the mechanics. Yeah. Right? Like Gran Turismo, the later editions of Gran Turismo will teach you how to drive a car because they taught me how to drive a car. Right? I got behind the wheel when I started taking young drivers and we were on the road. I was sitting there so blown away because I'm like, this is exactly Gran Turismo. <laughs> okay? Like video games, when they started getting really, really really advanced with like uh-huh. the weight of the car and how it feels in a corner and all that stuff. That's how I learned to drive well, a car. Young drivers was a formality at that point. Have you played the new Gran Turismo? No. Okay. So I bought it. Yeah. And like I gave it two attempts. Yeah. I still haven't done a race because I'm still in, like, I haven't got my driver's license. license. Yeah. yeah. It's you have to get difficult. your driver's license in you. all the latest Gran Turismo yes. before you can actually play the game. Yes. And that's the problem. And that's why, <sighs> that's why Gran boring. Turismo is the greatest thing in the world. Cause it taught me how to drive a car. <laughs> right. <laughs> now that I have a license, I don't need Gran Turismo anymore. <laughs> Only with your left hand. This is the Roz and Mocha show podcast. Yo, my guy, Michael B. Jordan. Did you see how we spent Valentine's day with his uh, girlfriend, Lori Harvey? Steve Harvey's daughter? What did he do? Probably something fabulous, huh? Bro, this is crazy. Did you see any of this? No, I didn't. Because Lori Harvey was trending all yesterday and last night. Yeah. Because their Valentine's Day on Sunday, like, she recorded a bunch of stuff and then posted about it yesterday. Mm -hmm. This guy making everybody look and feel bad. Okay, I'm going to show you the video. What Michael B. Jordan did was rent out an aquarium and they had dinner and he had the place just decorated full out with roses and candles and what you're seeing here is a table set up yeah, 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 at the, the end of a end. long hallway and it's one of those aquarium it's one of those hallways where it's gl- it's a glass top so like the fishes are swimming yeah. around you and stuff like that Man, this Lori Harvey really brings out the best in dudes, huh? They go all out. Like, look at all this. And apparently he also, on top of this, what he did at the aquarium, he also bought her stock in um, that company, Hermes. Oh, really? Yeah. And see, he didn't just buy her an Hermes scarf. He bought her stock in Hermes. He bought her stock, yeah. It's a baller move. Right? Look at this room. Just it's a baller move. Candles and flowers everywhere. Wow, man. It's a and lot of work. The And they've only been dating for, I mean, at least publicly. It was only announced, like, I think around U.S. Thanksgiving mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was when they announced it. But the reaction to Michael B. <laughs> renting out an aquarium Please. on Twitter. It's not even real. Oh, by the way, you want to know what was on the, uh, the menu? Yeah. Seafood. Yeah. You ate seafood at an aquarium under fish watching you eat seafood? That ain't right. Here's the comment. Man, that's some savage stuff, bro. (laughs) Rent an aquarium to eat fish in front of fish. (laughs) Yeah, dude. That's not right. Michael B is a straight gangster. Somebody wrote, wow, he went all out. I wonder what kind of gift she gave him that would even match this or how he could top this next year. That's the high bar. Somebody replied to, I wonder what kind of gift she gave him. He got a pair of socks. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) Hey, did you see everybody freaking out over Sean Mendez? Oh, yeah. Okay. With the feet? With the feet, right? Because I think he, like, 
There's a photo of him and Camila Cabea. Yeah, they're sitting outside. And he kissed her feet. And he has, the two of them are in the shot, and he grabbed her foot, and he's kissing like her big toe, like the bottom of her of her big toe. And he said, because I love you, I kiss your feet. Right. Everybody's freaking out because for a lot of people, feet are gross. Yeah. Right? They are, but whatever. Like for a lot of people, feet are gross. But for me, I saw that, and I'm like, my God, this is like a lovely thing. I kiss everything. Yeah. I'll kiss the foot. I don't care what it is. I'll kiss it. I didn't think I have no that problem there was anything that. wrong with that photo. Oh, people went. People, they're young, they're people, in love. No, it's, just, it's about feet, though. It's people some don't like people feet. don't go near the See, feet. I'm not a foot person. I'd kiss my wife's feet. Yeah. I give her a little foot massage every now and then. Yeah. Right? But even like that picture, it didn't bother me. No. My husband would You kiss the foot. You kiss the foot, right? You kiss the foot? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I kiss the foot all the time. Yes. I love kissing the foot. Maura, you kiss the foot? I'll kiss the foot. My my husband has, my feet have to be covered in front of him. So Matthew will not kiss the foot. Kiss, touch, nothing. Nothing. When's the last time time he rubbed your feet? When I rubbed them against him. (laughs) Like like an itchy bear and he's the tree? Like on purpose or by accident? No, on purpose. Like he's never just reached over, grabbed your foot and gave you a little foot rub. No, I did it because I'm like, you won't touch my feet. Look, I'm rubbing them on you. And he's like, Right, so he's not into feet, so he won't no. touch it. See, that, that, a lot of people have that foot thing, man. Huh. Lot, even if it's somebody like Michael B. Jordan, even after eating fish in front of fish, if yeah, you have a foot room. thing, you're not going near the feet. <laughs> right? <laughs> hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. So Claire and Dale were spotted in Florida together. Did I see a picture of them, like, holding hands, too? Yeah, they're walking across the street together and stuff. Going where? Uh, Venice, Florida Divorce on Tuesday. Uh, just, no, weeks. After, they're not even married. Just weeks after publicly announcing mm-hmm. their breakup. Um, you think it was on purpose? They were. Yeah, I think everything is on purpose. But then again, you like, what if you are just legitimately walking from the car to the bar? Like, you could say that that's on purpose, but it's also necessity. Like, yeah. you know, if you're seen, you're seen. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't a ton. I'm going through eyewitness accounts here. They didn't seem to display a whole lot of PDA. That's public displays of affection, by the way. Yes. In case you didn't know. Okay. Okay. What? I knew that. Did you, though? Everybody knows PDA. (laughs) They did did show uh, there was one picture where they were holding hands, though. Oh. So whatever. I guess. I guess trying to make it work. I don't know. I don't believe it. You don't believe it at all. I think that they... Because when you see the photos, it's a pretty busy intersection that yeah. they were crossing. Yeah, I think they were out in public to be seen. Okay, but Which to be is fine. but but but, but but what's the motive then? To be seen to, to show s- that they don't hate each other. Because everything that happened that took place was so public and so separate. They there were different accounts from each one of them. Right. So I think that this was for them to show that they're cool now. But what? So who benefits from that though? I guess they do. Do you think that maybe it's, they just want to move on and make some money? Yeah. And then it's, it's easier if they just show, like, you. so you think that they both, like, you think that she flew from, he flew from New York and she flew from California just so they could hold hands walking across the street and she flew from California to Florida and he went from New York to Florida just so they can, like, take a picture together? Yes. You do? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're see. one of these people. You're not the only person I know <laughs> yeah. that like denounces most conspiracy theories in life, except when when it comes to reality television. Let me see here. Where your radar is just so dialed in to conspiracies when it comes to The Bachelor and other reality TV. Mm, okay. Um, like to me, that seems excessive. Did it say we're in Florida? Venice. Mm. 
So let me just do a quick Google search. Busiest intersection in... Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Venice. Listen, man, they, they were just out. Like, they're just walking across the street. Like, they're not... They're not even dressed. Like, he's not even wearing a shirt that says Dale on it. Was she wearing one that said Claire? <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> Are you sure? Okay, yes. No, they both look great, though. Yeah. They both they look happy? dynamite. And and people and Maybe like and, well, no, know, and people man. were hollering at them and they didn't even really wave. Like they didn't acknowledge. Like, you know, if somebody was like, Hey, it's Claire and Dale, they yeah. weren't like waving, Yes, it's us. How like, like not, they hey, how you doing? No, 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 nothing like that. The yeah, show? they were just being they were just being <laughs> super cash. And huh? maybe and maybe they thought, you know, the the two of them going to Florida, you know, maybe they wouldn't get noticed. You know, kind of like neutral ground and isn't Florida a hotspot for COVID? Yeah, every, every, everywhere's a hotspot for COVID. I know, well, but because still. you can still you can still live a life in Florida. You can still go around and they're not wearing masks, right? Oh yeah. You know? Oh, they're getting COVID for real. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. One of my favorite shows is Working Moms, and they return for season five tonight at nine o'clock on CBC and CBC Gem. Catherine Reitman, not only is the creator, but star of the show, writer of the show. Uh, yeah, Catherine Reitman, welcome back to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Doing great. Uh, we are so starved for new things, and I'm sure you are too. <laughs> I mean, you got a house full, and you got to live a life outside of filming a TV show, but this has to feel a little bit different, bringing people new stuff in a time when people really, really, really need new stuff huh yeah you know it is and it's we had in the writers room this moment where we're like do we show covid working moms or do we just give the audience the show that they're familiar with and for me selfishly i would want to go back to what i was used to the you know watching women break that glass ceiling put on skirt suits and you know be badasses that sounds that sounds like a better escape than watching women in masks right now for Thank me. Thank you so much. I love that you guys made the decision to not do a COVID season um, because yeah. I, I have such a hard time. I love Grey's Anatomy. I can't watch Grey's Anatomy. I don't want to watch a COVID right. show. Yeah. I don't want to watch a COVID show. Right. right? So thank you it's so true. much for doing that. And, it's, you know, right now we need something to laugh at. I mean, even if it's too real, I, I, need, I need something to laugh at. I, I can't watch more COVID story. It's just, you know, it feels, it feels never ending right now. I know what makes me laugh on the show. I know what makes my, my wife laugh on the show. When you are writing this or even when you're filming, what makes you, the creator of Working Moms, what makes you laugh when you watch the show? Or you- um, well, when I'm not laughing at how ridiculous I look, which is, generally how I feel <laughs> I you know it's 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 largely based on real moments that have happened to me as a working mother so it's you know all those awkward moments when you're you know it takes me back to curb your enthusiasm mm-hmm. when you watch Larry interact with someone and he's actually saying how the audience feels about oh god teacher would you give my kid a break or oh my god boss would you please cut me some slack or you know those real <laughs> moments are what tickle me uh so what's the drama this season what can you tease oh man um you know it's uh, end of season four, Anne took off to Calgary. Or yep. and can Kate and Anne's friendship survive long distance? Mm-hmm. Uh, which, of course, is the big season-long arc for Kate, Kate and Anne. And yeah, Kate I didn't like that. By Kate. the way, you're breaking up the crew. Yeah, I don't like that. Mocha, Mocha was not. Mocha didn't like you that. Like a, no, I no. didn't like that. I was upset. I was like, <laughs> oh God. man, give me like one more episode and like bring her back or something. Like that wasn't. I don't Mocha. know. Not cool. I took that very personal, Catherine. <laughs> You gotta tune in. Look, I I know what you want. I know what you want. And if we get there, it'll be so much sweeter to see them have to. And look, a lot of people are dealing with long distance friendships, even within their own city right now. Yeah, I feel like I don't see my friends at all anymore. And that support system is gone. Can you still function and operate as a working mother or working father without it? So 
I think it'll touch home for you. I hope so. So did you guys have to do, because you wrote the show, you wrote this season during COVID, and much like everybody else in the world having meetings over Zoom, is that how you guys had yeah. to do, like, your table reads and stuff like that before actually going into filming? Absolutely. And it's weird, right? I mean, I'm sure you guys have felt it on Zoom. Like, the mm-hmm. comedic timing doesn't work. Yeah. If two people talk at the same time, you can't hear each other. Like, there's just things lost in Zoom that happens live, and that that we had to change a lot of stuff on the floor when we started shooting because we were just like, oh, this is how it sounds when people talk in real life. Yeah, that because we, we figured that out on this show because we've been doing this show in the studio since COVID started. We haven't missed a day in the studio. Um, just we, we, were wow. fortunate, we were fortunate that the way that the place is set up that we could come in and do the show. And what you realize is that so much happens in the room, especially when you're doing comedy. And and I want to know, mm-hmm. like, because you just touched on it on trying to be funny over Zoom, and it's very difficult. So when you guys all got back together and were able to stand there, did you all simultaneously realize that, oh, my God, it is so different when we're all in the room together? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's just a chemistry. There's literally a an energy thing that's happening live yeah. where you're seeing, feeling. Even, look, we block the scenes, which means we just say, okay, you're going to stand here during this line, then you're going to go over there and turn the sink on or whatever. And as we're blocking, we all have masks on. And then when we go to shoot, we take our masks off, just the actors do, to perform the scene. And I realize at, when they say action that I haven't seen my acting partner's whole face yeah. until the camera's rolling. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's what you – oh, so you feel this way in the scene. Like there's all sorts of chemistry happening live that we didn't realize was happening until often, often too late. And then I go, okay, on this next take, actually, I didn't know you felt this way. And you have to reorder the whole thing. Yeah, I'm afraid after COVID, I'm going to have to get Botox. And I've never wanted Botox because for the past <laughs> year, the only way the only way I smile at people now is raising my, oh my eyebrows. God. I know. Like, like my the overly accentuating squinted yes. eyes. It just completely showcases my, uh, <laughs> what are those wrinkles called? What is it, crow's feet? Yes. It's, it's the worst. There's a lot of my lips are my best feature people who have had a very bad year. <laughs> but you know uh, what? For those of us who have very weird mouths, I'm kind of in my sweet spot. There you go. <laughs> all you're seeing is my eyes, which it might be how I should just continue functioning. Uh, Catherine best. Reitman, we love you so much. Working Mom Season 5 tonight at 9 on CBC and CBC Gem. Um, just a, a, a request from me as a fan. Yes. Moving forward with future episodes, could you please consult with me as to what the <laughs> mm-hmm. ending of that episode would be like to see if I if I like approve, even for like a season finale or something? Oh, oh only the season finale then, right? No, that, I that's mean, not a big ask make, or anything. I am willing to make a deal, but you have to hear my terms. My terms are simple. I need air horn at the end of this interview. Oh, oh, absolutely! <laughs> I will give you all the air horn you need, Catherine. We love you, you know so much. Catherine Reitman, again, uh, Working Mom, Season 5, tonight, 9 o'clock on CBC. Drop that horn. Bye. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Update. Yo, Anastasia, welcome back to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. So it was only a couple weeks ago that we talked to you and your story. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was so petty as hell. Uh, people loved your Fix My Life segment. And just to recap, people, you had bought a friend a Christmas present. And before Christmas, you guys ended up in a huge fight. 
because you had worn, I, I don't even know. Anyway, so <laughs> so you bought her a shirt for Christmas and you wanted to give her the shirt because you also wrote a note. But what you were really pissed off was, was not so much the loss of the friendship, was the fact that she bought you a pair of harem pants for Christmas and you were worried that you weren't going to get the $30 harem pants that she had given you, that she bought for you for Christmas. Yes, sir. Okay. okay. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that's basically it. Okay. So one of the things that Roz had mentioned, and it was brilliant, and great advice, is that, hey, just be the bigger person, and why not just, if you already have the gift, just drop it off at her place, and then maybe that will, you know, open the door to the two of you talking and maybe rekindling that friendship, or right. at least you being the bigger person, give her the Christmas gift that you got for her. Uh, yeah, so I did that, and so basically she messaged me on Facebook after, and she said, um, Oh, my God, dude, your drawing made me cry a little bit. Oh, really? Uh, oh, oh, okay. So you drew a picture in yeah. the, in the, and put it in, in with the gift. And what was the picture again? So basically it was like a cartoon version of me and her. Yeah. And, like, she has, like, this really cool, like, anime tattoo. And, I, like, I drew it really, like, you know, detailed and stuff. Like, right. I put a lot of work into that, you know? Okay. So whatever. She messaged me. She said, oh, yeah, your picture made me cry. I was like, I'm glad you liked it. She's like, I did. I asked how things were. We talked about work. And then, you know, I remembered what you said about the whole I told you so thing. Mm -hmm. So I apologized. I was like, hey, sorry for the whole I told you so. Like, I didn't mean for it to come out that way. Right, because part of the story is that your friend ended up hooking yeah. up with her roommate, which you, you warned against. You said, like, don't do that. And then things didn't work out, which is why you said I told you so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then this girl, she wants to say, oh, hey, wow, look, you you, you apologized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me guess. I didn't rub you the right way. Yeah, I was like, oh, whatever. Excuse me. It's still your fault. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> also, I told you so. <laughs> also, I told you so. <laughs> and then she's like, she's like, hey, I missed you. Um, you know, we should go grab burgers soon. I was like, yeah, probably not. And but like the thing is, you know, like she didn't even reassure me about the pants or anything. Like, really. <laughs> yo, so you're not even getting them harem pants that you wanted? No, like not even a reassurance. Like, did you ask her about the pants? No, I was just hoping she'd bring it up. Like, oh yeah, like you know, and I double checked on your gift. You know, it should be in soon. Nothing. <laughs> so, so you were the bigger person. Okay, yeah. you were the bigger person. You dropped off. You dropped off the gift and the card, which she wrote you back saying that it really moved her and she loved. And then mm -hmm. you just wanted to clarify the situation, and then she took your clarification and said, "Thanks for saying sorry," which then pissed you off. And then she said, "We should go up for burgers," and then you said no. So are you back to like now? You're still pissed off at her. You still have no harem pants, but she has the shirt you got her. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And you're pantsless. <laughs> Wait, Anastasia, if I yeah. remember correctly, the last time we talked to you, didn't you say, like, you didn't even really like the girl anyway? Like, no, it's not like, okay, I liked her at first, right? <laughs> she was nice. Yeah. Uh -huh. We started to go out, and, like, I just didn't like the way she, like, talked to people and... Her and like the way she communicated, like it just made me feel weird. Like it didn't. Like I'm not that kind of person, you know. No. So like, how do I tell a person I don't like their attitude towards people? Like you just don't. You just kind of fall off, you know. Yeah. At least that's what I do. Like I just kind of fade into the back, try to disappear. But you know, she didn't let that happen, and like she just kept wanting me to like text her all the time and whatever. <laughs> but now she's out of your life officially, right? 
you already said no to going out for burgers with her. I mean, yeah, but like, no, I still have no f***ing pants. Like, what the hell? <laughs> 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 no, why don't you just buy the pants yourself? At this point, you're better off just buying the pants yourself. Really? I mean, my birthday is coming up. I might just do that. Okay, I'm sure that, uh, listen, if there's anybody listening right now who wants to buy Anastasia the GD harem pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and how much are they? They're what, they're 30 bucks? 30 bucks, yeah. They're about 30 bucks. Uh, okay, yeah. DM us right now, and uh, I'm not saying that we're going to set up some sort of like sugar baby situation. Uh, Anastasia's not going to be obligated to do anything for the harem pants. Let's just make that perfectly clear. Uh, but if somebody does sympathize with your situation or who maybe just identifies because they too are petty as hell, um, <laughs> uh, just hit us up in the DMs and we'll hook you guys up together. All right, on. Okay. Thanks, Anastasia. Thanks, guys. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. I want to get your opinion on whether something that went viral is legit mm-hmm. or if it's a made up story designed to go viral. Okay. Uh, Valentine's Day was over the weekend, and there is a woman who claims to be a hotel manager telling a story of how a distraught wife came into the lobby of her hotel looking to find her cheating husband. Oh. And so this is the story that the hotel manager told through TikTok. Listen to this. She walks into the hotel and she quickly explains to me that her husband has been cheating on her. She knows that he is currently at my hotel with the woman and she wanted to know what room number he was in. Unfortunately, I could not tell her because of privacy reasons. And rightly so. She could have been lying to me. She could have been the other woman, you know? I don't know. So I checked her into the room right next to the room that her husband was in. The walls were kind of thin. It was actually kind of sad, and that's why I purposely left it out. She did hear her husband in the next room, and uh, she left kind of sad, but she did thank me before she left. Legit could, or not legit? Could be true, but my question, before this woman said, I had the exact same thought, which is, how do we know that this was the wife and not the side piece? Right. You don't. You don't. I believe it. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Why couldn't that happen? Yeah. I understand hotels have to have, you know, privacy for, for know, their guests. What is the need to just get up on people's business, though? What is the... I don't know. No, but understand. this person, she didn't do anything. Like, I, you don't know the emotion that was must have been involved but, in but that interaction, But, but in that there's a piece of the right? story that's missing. Which is? Okay. Is that this woman showed up. Okay, and this is one of the reasons why I think that because there's a very huge piece of the story missing and one of the reasons why I think it's crap. Okay, tell me. Okay, so the woman showed up saying, I think my husband is in this hotel. Yes. What room is he in? And then she says, I can't give you that kind of information. Then there's a gap where she says, but I did check her into the room right next to her husband's. What was the conversation where the woman who was simply looking for the room that her husband was in to then deciding that she was also going to check into a room. She didn't go there looking for a hotel room. No, She went maybe, there looking for her husband. Maybe this person telling so, the story and didn't say it in the story, I then gave her the option. Hey, by the way, I have a room 
available that may or may not be beside. But then you're going against everything she said that she couldn't do. Yeah, I don't know. Right? Don't like know. that that's why I so that's why I'm so skeptical over things because but there's a it, massive piece of information missing sure, from this story that went viral, which is how did the how did the totally. wife wind up in a room? It's not even the, how did she wind up in the room next to her husband because that can easily be done. But how did she wind up in a room when she simply went there looking to track down her husband? She wasn't looking to get a room. How I don't know. I kind of I kind of believe it. You I do believe it, it yeah. huh? Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of believe it. I don't know, man. Also, why you got to be in people's business like that? Stop being so busy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Damn, bro. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is. My question is. Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Andrew, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? I'm doing okay, guys. How are you? Good, buddy. So what's going on with you? I'm in the middle of an argument over chores with my wife. Oh, yeah. So you said this, that uh, you have an understanding, you and your wife, that you do the floors because a dirty floor keeps you up at night. (laughs) And her part of the chores is cleaning the bathroom. But it comes down to this. If you do the floors and she does the bathroom, is the bathroom floor on your chore list or on her chore list? That's right. Interesting. When was the last time you guys argued about this? Uh, literally last Friday. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I'm, so it's a fresh argument. What was the conclusion to that argument? Who did what? Uh, right now it's still dirty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold it out, huh? Okay, yeah, okay. In- so we're at a standstill. I'd love to give you guys more details before you prestigious judges sort of weigh in, if that's okay. Okay, please do, yes. <laughs> so in our house, we have two and a half bathrooms. Uh, and we have a tiny little powder room and then two full bathrooms. But we also have three full floors that I sweep, uh, sticky mop, vacuum, and then polish afterwards. And I do the stairs. So you're doing, geez, that's a that's a lot of work right there, doing three floors and polishing and vacuuming. And I don't even know what a sticky mop is, but it sounds difficult. <laughs> okay, okay, boomer. Uh, uh, mop- <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I, I was just about to take your side, like, man. <laughs> a sticky mop's kind of like a giant, like a uh, lint roller that picks up, like okay. you know, some pet hair and some dust. I, I, I actually, like I actually don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which is the which is which is the Gen X in me coming out? Okay, I really don't, I, I don't care about anything you have to say. But I will say, but I will say this: you seem like you do a lot of work. That that seems like those floors take a long time to sort of get going. But your obsessiveness doesn't necessarily necessarily factor in like i know that you think that you're not going to sleep at night if the floors are dirty okay do they need to be cleaned as often and as well as you do probably not but you do that because you're obsessive now i will say this when it comes to the bathroom if you're dealing with you know three bathrooms and one is a powder room Jeez, man, I would I would say that yes, when you're doing all the other floors, uh, then the floor is considered to be part of the bathroom job. But 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 if you're doing the floors anyway, why are you stopping at the bathroom door? Because to me, there's a there's like an imaginary barrier between the bathroom floor and the regular floor. You know, the second that you cross over that threshold for the doorway, that's considered the bathroom. Do you clean the floors? The same day that your wife cleans the bathroom? Yes. Who does They're the, always on the same day? Yes. Who does the who does the floors in the bedrooms? I do. Why? 
uh, because that's not part of the bathroom. Therefore, I clean the floors in the bedroom. Yeah, but hold on now, though. You're like you're you're being very bathroom specific. I don't think that your argument of, you know, that's not floor, that's bathroom floor is is falling apart because what this comes down to is you just don't want to do it out of spite. Hmm. Interesting take. (laughs) Why? Because he's right. (laughs) (laughs) See, I feel two ways about it, Andrew. I feel that if your wife is cleaning the bathroom on a day that you are not cleaning the floors, then she should then clean the floors in the bathroom. If you guys are cleaning the entire home on the same day, like if you have all the, the tools out, you got all the equipment out to clean the floors, then you might as well clean the bathroom floors as well while you have all that stuff out. You're doing it out of spite. There is no imagine. There's an imaginary line between the hallway and the bat that doesn't exist, man. You're doing this out of spite, and you feel you feel like you're doing too much. And instead of instead of saying, "Honey, I feel that I'm doing way more than you are when it comes to what I do on the floors compared to what you do in the bathrooms," the least you can do is do the bathroom floor. That, that's that's a conversation that you actually want to have, but you're talking about semantics, which you're not mm-hmm. going to you're just not going to get anywhere because you don't actually want to argue that point. The point you want to argue is I'm doing too much. OK, I don't know, man. Okay. I wouldn't even say that to her. No, you know why? I'm not saying that's the right thing to say. <laughs> no, 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 I'm no. saying this is just what he's not saying. And here's why, Andrew, because then she's going to run down the list of everything that she does that you don't even think twice about. I know Bitch is going to start keeping score. Yeah, like like how you're keeping score right now. Yeah, you're already keeping score, man. <laughs> fine, fine. Right. Okay. Well, I would suggest this. Um, why don't you, instead of being obsessive about the floors one day, here's what's going to go over really, really well. And I think that the only real way to sort of come to an agreement is I think that you need to, I think you need to count square footage. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you really want to get specific, huh? Okay. And how many square feet you've cleaned versus how many square foot she's cleaned. Right. That'll help. Yeah, well, I guarantee your marriage is going to be stronger after that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) At least you have a clean house. For sure. Does that help, Andrew? It does. It does. Before you guys let me go, can I make a quick suggestion? Sure. Um, uh, When it comes to expanding your... uh, your who's your favorite question i think that you guys should expand it to like including your uh your uh favorite guest hosts or your supporting characters like uh Janet matthew and Catherine and jenna and cruz roxy and uh shem or even your favorite uh rosa mocha pet like uh tig mumu and uh andy do you honestly think that i want people who are having difficult times at homes with their wives to come on this show and say that Catherine's their favorite <laughs> Well, for the okay. record, my answer is uh, Tig and Shemasaurus Rex. I love Shem. Okay, that's, that's great. Listen, man, go take care of your marriage. Okay, mind your business. Okay, let us let us do, let us do the show, and then you go and fix your house. Okay, boomers, we'll do. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. See you, man. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. Jesse, welcome to the Ron Mocha Show. Hello, how are y'all doing today? Good, man. How are you? Not too bad. So you texted and said that you might have a way to solve my nightmare issues. And it's going to yes. sound stupid, but you feel Very that so, it's yeah. going to help me. So as you know, yes. everybody, um, I have frequent <laughs> night terrors. And yeah, yeah. I, I wake up screaming or my wife has to wake me 
uh, because I'm mumbling around and then and then I'll scream. But in my dream, I'm screaming. In real life, <laughs> it's more of like a loud moan where it's like, right. right? And it happens during the day too. If I ever take a nap on the couch, can I tell you day guys terrors. before before we continue, Jesse? The latest yeah. one actually happened last night. You had a night terror oh. last night. Mm-hmm. And as I just said seconds ago, where in my dream I'm screaming, in real life it's more of a loud moan. Yeah. When Jenna woke me. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> this dream. Freaking, I can't even say this dream was so messed up. And I guess I was like moving around in the bed and like making noise. <laughs> so then Jenna. I think she put her hand on my on my arm to wake me up. Yeah. And I jumped up out of bed and with like a full scream. Like it, <laughs> it was Do you remember what it was though? Do. You do. And it was so dumb. I don't even want to tell you guys the story. It was so dumb. But when she touched my arm and woke me up. <laughs> <laughs> she woke me up. It was literally like this, guys. Ah! <laughs> Okay. A, okay. a sharp so, scream that even even the dog, the dog was <laughs> laying on the ground next to the bed on my side. Yeah. When I jumped up and screamed, he literally jumped up from where he was and was sitting there looking at me like, WTF, bro? Okay, so I'm going to say this. I have 100% every single time in my life regretted asking the question yes. to somebody. But what was the dream about? So from what I remember, I was like in this dark parking garage and there were these like military or police officers but they were also bad guys and they were looking for somebody and i knew where this person was hiding so i'm arguing with them and then i go into this room where this person is hiding okay and here's the ridiculous thing the person who was hiding yeah was millie bobby brown from stranger (laughs) things It was 11 from Stranger Things. Okay. So I go into this room to tell her that it's safe and to follow me and then we can get out of there. Yeah. And in the corner of the room, there was all this, and I had been in the room before and there was nothing else in there, right? There was like filing cabinets and stuff. But then as we were leaving, in the corner of the room, there was all this the newspaper kind of piled up and I had no idea where it came from. And it looked to me like somebody was hiding underneath that newspaper. Okay. And as I was about to approach the newspaper is when the lights cut out in the room and that's the point when I screamed and uh, Jenna like woke me up. Okay, that is not terrifying at all. Um, <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know when your mom used to tell you when you were a little kid, don't watch that, it's going to give you nightmares? Uh-huh. Jenna needs to say that to you now as an adult. Do you know what I watched before I went to bed last night? What? An episode of The Office. So okay. I, wasn't, I wasn't watching anything No, scary. but I think that maybe, it's like you've been in a cult. I think maybe it's going to take years to cleanse you of all the awful things that you've I watched. Like, I really do. I think that you're looking at long-term recovery. Actually, you know what I was thinking about just, like, the other day? You remember the movie Hereditary? Yes. Yeah, so the ending of that movie is so messed up. So I don't know if that was, like, stuck in my but, brain. No, but you would Because I was also, keeping, I was, like, thinking about the ending of that movie You again also finish day. this show, and you have sometimes, like, a 40-minute drive home, and you'll listen to murder podcasts. Oh, yeah, there's that, too. Right? Like, yeah. just stop with that. I know. All right, it's so, not good for so you. Jesse. You can't handle it. <laughs> How are you going to help me out, bro? It's going to sound even more stupid now after you get into that whole thing. But I used to have the same problems as a kid, like, bad nightmares, waking up screaming. And over the course of years, I trained myself to wake myself up by literally opening my eyes. Oh, I, try, I can't do yeah. that, man. 
See, I told you it was going to sound stupid. No, but I'll tell you thing. this. I'll tell you this. Sometimes in my dreams, right? Sometimes yeah. I know that I'm dreaming. And in my oh, dream, okay, yeah. I will say to myself, wake up. Or I will make a noise in my dream to wake myself up. <laughs> but the problem is when I make that noise in my dream, it's the noise that I'm making in real life, <laughs> which is, okay. do you remember? Do you remember Inception, right? Yeah. Okay, you need to sleep on a chair. That's on a slight angle. And as soon as you make that noise, Jenna needs yeah. to give, like, should you have, you need to introduce a kick into your sleep schedule where, where you get the sense of falling and it wakes you up. You need to mess with your inner ear. Like that's, I think that that's what you, I think that's what you need. You can't sleep in the bed anymore. <laughs> now listen to this guy's advice. Now you got to, this guy wants you to start training yourself to do things differently in your dreams now. Like this is like I don't, I don't know, man. You can't. It's too deep. I'm messed up. No, it's but too last deep. Was the first time where it was a full-on scream. No. Ah! Okay. <laughs> okay. It's only not, gonna get worse for me. Yeah, you're not in a good way, man. You're not in a good way. <laughs> Thanks for trying to help, Jesse. Ah, uh, sorry. That's okay, man. <laughs> hey, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Tyler Posey. Do you know who Tyler Posey is? No. From, from Teen Wolf MTV. The only thing I watch on MTV is Jersey Shore. Okay, so Teen Wolf was on MTV, and okay. fans still wanted to come back. It's one of these shows that the fans just will not go away because they just loved it so much. Yeah. Uh, so he's one of the sort of bigger names on OnlyFans. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And he did an interview with E talking about what life, I guess, at, at his level of notoriety, but also trying to break out on OnlyFans was like? OnlyFans is bizarre. I, I, I kind of want to like talk about it at some point. It's really sort of like mentally draining. Like there's, it, it, you really feel like an object on, yeah. on, on OnlyFans. I'm trying to my hardest to be as like artistic as possible with the content that I put out. Because um, I don't want it to be just like porn, you know? Because that's not what I do. I don't want to take it away from the people that are doing that kind of stuff. Just want to be artistic and stay in touch with my fans. And where I draw the line, if I'm going to be, like, somewhat nude, I want to not take myself seriously and just be kind of funny. So. He obviously misses <laughs> the entire point of what OnlyFans is. It's like, right? OnlyFans is weird. You really feel objectified on there. Yeah. That's the, that's the Bro, purpose. Bro, you want to start a blog? Just start a blog. Right? <laughs> Go on Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> Only fans is not that. Maury um, pointed out that you can follow him for free, correct? Which I am now. And uh, but the um, the the sort of risque nudes that are available are what ten dollars each. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. So if okay. you want to see those, you have to click to buy those specific photos. Right. All the other ones are him shirtless on a motorcycle or him playing pool shirtless. Like the ones that are free, his pants are on. Okay. <laughs> What a world, huh? Yeah. Isn't that wild? You sound so disappointed I right know. now. What a I world. am. What a world. Jeez, man. It's so it's so wild. I didn't know who this guy was, though, because I never I never watched uh, Teen Wolf. But, uh, huge he's got following. Huge guy. following. Like, massive following. Can you see how many people, how many people, like, how many followers people have on OnlyFans? Or is that stuff private only for the content, Let me go crea- check a content for creator? Yeah. yeah. Go back to go back to Tyler Posey's OnlyFans <laughs> one more time. <laughs> How many times you been on Tyler Posey's OnlyFans since the show started? What? It's open. You just have to open my phone. Oh, I'm always on it. <laughs> I haven't left. How many I went on it once. I don't know if you can tell. You can't tell, huh? You should do an OnlyFans more. That's a great idea. Yeah. Okay, Tyler Posey. <laughs> Did had... you see? Look. At... Well, I don't know. <laughs> I know. 
Uh, what would you? Oh, okay, so yeah, one photo. I can't tell how many people are following him, but his most recent photo mm-hmm. um, has six hundred and three likes, yeah. twenty three comments, and a five dollar tip. <laughs> <laughs> you can see how much people tip. That's so invasive. <laughs> <laughs> Cheapskate. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. There's a guy in Tennessee who got charged after uh, the cops said that. He forged former President Barack Obama's name on an application for a handgun permit. (laughs) Come on. Like, of all the names you're going to use, right, to try to fake it. Well, you you pick a name that they're going to fast track. (laughs) I know. But you You don't think they're going to check? Wow. So this guy was denied a gun permit request using his, like, his actual name back in November. Because there was a warrant out for his arrest in Michigan. And then in January, he wanted to try his luck again. And on the application, he wrote President Barack H. Obama. Just to see if it would go through. Yeah. But at some point, though, you get, it's, it's, it's like more? he used the middle initial and everything. Yeah, man, you got to make it official. You got to sound like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> he also, listen to this. The police report says that this guy also, uh, in the application, it contained a letter bearing the United States of America seal yeah. with the United States Department of State letterhead. Oh, like wow. on, he quote, like official out, huh? letterhead. Yeah. Like he thinks number 44 is out here trying to get a gun. You never know. For what, right? though? You never know. He's got security for life. It doesn't matter. Sometimes you just want to... You, you think Barack wants to be strapped? Yeah. I know he's from Chicago and everything, right? <laughs> There's some pretty rough yeah, parts but, in Chicago. But, but who are but you still. to question? Who are you to question? It's it's legal, right? It's just not legal for this guy. Like, if I worked at the gun shop, I'm like, okay, the number 44 wants a... Wants a piece? Yeah, but you, you, but you find that people fast-track stuff like this because they think that maybe they're going to get a chance to meet Obama. Like Obama's right? going to walk you in don't know. to gun shop but in I'm just, Tennessee? Yeah, I'm just saying this, like is, I'm here from a yeah, this is how stuff like... <laughs> this is exactly the same as you always hear these stories of, you know, the, 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 there was one the other day where, you know, there was a woman on Facebook where she's now penniless because she gave $60,000 because she thought that she was dating Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yeah, she's like, like you're she willing. She was linked up with the yeah, boss. Yes, yes. <laughs> like you just okay. People do uh. things when they think that they can get close to celebrities. So you put Barack Hussein Obama down on your gun application. The guy processing it thinks, hey, maybe there's a chance that Barry's going to come in and pick up the piece himself. <laughs> yeah, welcome right? to Guns R Us. Yes. Can I help you? This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I avoided it for uh, most of the day yesterday, but there was a point last night where I thought I'd crack a can of cider and just dip my toe into the reaction to Rush Limbaugh dying. Oh, oh God. Yo, I can't remember the last. I mean, <laughs> social's always divided regardless, oh but yesterday was just an absolute mess. And I'll, I'll tell you the interesting part about Rush Limbaugh and the reaction to Rush Limbaugh was because he was because he was sick for so long. Normally what happens when you work for any sort of news organization is that you pre-write your obits. Mm-hmm. 
you pre-record your obits, you pre-produce them. So the day somebody of notoriety dies, they're ready to go. So you're not scrambling. And I've had my spent 15 years voicing obits for people who aren't actually dead yet. Right. Like it's wild to do. Like I've read many scripts of obits that are just sitting on a shelf waiting for somebody to die. Um, So that's what you do sort of in that newsy professional world. And it it goes on and nobody really talks about it. But the interesting thing about Twitter was regular people had done that for Rush Limbaugh. And you could tell yesterday because Rush Limbaugh had been sick for a real long time. And you could tell that people had these tweets ready. Like they 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 knew. Oh, my God. They were sitting in the drafts because there was some creativity and use of words and strung together detail. Like they were ready yesterday. Like they, and every, went like deep on into Wikipedia like, like deep, months ago. Like deep fact checking. Oh right? my God. <laughs> like they had they and they and they and they knew that they were going to be met with they knew that they were going to be met with, um, you know, be respectful. The man's dead. You may not have had to have liked him, but at least show respect to the family. Oh. All of this stuff. And they were ready for every single moment Everything of was it. in a draft. Everything they, they predicted was in a draft. They predicted it all. Like, if I say this, I may <laughs> oh, get they... this response. And if that's the case, here's what I have ready you to know go. What, you know what it reminded me of? Huh. It reminded me of when I was a telemarketer. And when you're a telemarketer, they give you this script and it's all color coded tabs on the side. And when you call somebody up to say, hey, it's Roz calling from wherever, wherever I'm selling this and that. And whatever the rejection they give you. okay, Uh I'm I'm not interested. You go down this list quickly and you find I'm not interested. And then you flip the page and it gives you five responses to I'm not interested. Right. Or would it help if I told you blah, blah, blah. blah. My my wife's not home and she's the one with the credit card. Flip the page. What time is she home? All of all of these responses. That's what it reminded me of, because everybody was so ready yesterday. Like everybody was so ready yesterday. People were were, were replying like, oh, but legend broadcasting legend, this and this. And then the replies (laughs) were quick. With, so but may I remind yeah, you I, so of, quick. of fact A, B, yeah. C, all the way down to Z. Yeah, so so quick. It reminded me of when Christopher Hitchens years ago was on with Sean Hannity and Jerry Falwell died. And I think that what Christopher Hitchens had said at the time was that if you removed all the crap from Jerry Falwell, you could bury him in a matchstick box. Oh, geez. And this was the day he died. Oh, no. <laughs> right? Like this it was because and, and it reminded me uh, of that. It, and, and that and that video, that old video of uh, of Christopher Hitchens on on Sean Hannity, you know, was popping up everywhere yesterday because I think that that's sort of what people were using as the example, because that was Hannity just kept saying, you know, have at least have some respect for the family. Yeah. And Christopher Hitchens on television was just like having no part yeah, of it. Yeah, because he had saved in the drafts. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So in Texas, Oof. they're getting hammered again with even more snow today. And it's bad. Like 3 million people have been affected. And it's crazy because, like, we get snow, you know, all the time. Like, we deal with it, right? Yeah. We're used to it. But they know it's doesn't happen in Texas. Well, they don't have the infrastructure to and they don't know prevent how to freezing, yeah. right? So they've been without power for days. They've been without water for days. And trying to figure things out and and trying to deal with it the best that they can. Why don't they all fly to Cancun like Ted Cruz did? <laughs> that seems like a good idea. Too expensive right now. Um, so their mayor, I don't know if you saw this, their mayor went on a rant on Facebook. Which, who's mayor? In Texas. His name is Tim Boyd. Which city? Does it say? 
Uh, it says here in Colorado City. Okay. Texas. And he had to quit because of this rent that he went on. Oh, he had to quit. Mm-hmm. Let me hurt some feelings while I have a minute. Oh, geez. You know, it's, you know your, your time is up when you start a tweet <laughs> like that, huh? <laughs> no one owes you and your family anything, nor is it the local government's responsibility to support you during trying times like this. Excuse me? That's exactly Sink the purpose of the government. or swim. It's your choice. The city and country, along with power providers and other services, owe you nothing. I'm sick and tired of people looking for a damn handout. If you don't have electricity, you step up and come up with a game plan to keep your family warm and safe. If you have no water, you deal without and think outside of the box to survive and supply water to your family. If you are sitting at home in the cold because you have no power and are sitting there waiting for someone to come to your rescue... Uh, sorry, to rescue your lazy, rescue you, oh, rescue you because your lazy is a direct result of your raising. Only the strong will survive and the weak will perish. Folks, God has given us the tools to support ourselves in times like this. This is uh, sadly a product of a socialist government where they feed people to believe that the few will work and others will become dependent for handouts. Am I sorry that you've been dealing without electricity and water? Yes, but I'll be damned if I'm going to provide for anyone that is capable of doing it themselves. We have lost sight of those in need and those that take advantage of the system and mesh them into one group. Bottom line, quit crying and looking for a handout. Get off your ass and take care of your own family. Bottom line, again. Don't be a part of the problem. Be a part of the solution. Well, yeah, but my water's frozen, Mr. Mayor. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Also, I've had no power. I for, have icicles for coming through my lights in my house. Uh-huh. I yeah. can't live. I can't survive right now. That is... Uh, so this that, guy quit. That's an, that's an elected official, right? Yeah. Yeah. Only the strong will survive. And then, they're, they're getting more... Like, we're getting some snow God. on here, but they are getting even more today and tomorrow. Yeah, and and you can't say to people, it's it's God, it, it's so it's. There's just things when you start traveling around. There's things that you hear that are so normal to others, but when you hear it for the first time, just because of where you live, it's so shocking. Yeah, like when you're in parts of Texas or parts of Los Angeles, and so when he says, you know, improvise and do what you can. The problem with that is you get into territories where people start killing themselves and their families. Mm -hmm. Because I've been in L.A. many times, uh, or Nevada, or Texas, when it's unseasonably cold, where it's like people don't know how to deal with these couple of days of freezing temperatures that they have. It's weird. They don't know how to deal with it. The houses don't have furnaces. They don't know what to do. And they get warnings on television and on radio stations and warnings that lead local newscasts reminding people to not put their barbecues in their living rooms to heat the house. Yeah. Because people get desperate. They don't don't know what to do. We don't have that up here. People don't put barbecues in their living, but down there they don't know what to do. So when you listen to a guy like this where he's like, improvise, we owe you nothing, figure it out, save your family, people are like, okay, what gets hot? The car. We can go sit in the car, but gas is expensive. All the refineries are shut down. 
right. much is that going to cost us? What else do we got? Okay, let's bring the barbecue in from the backyard. Light it up with a propane tank. Yeah, turn we'll on all, the oven, open the door. You turn on the oven, open the door. We'll all fall asleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's how people die. But this mayor of this <laughs> county in, in, in Texas had to quit after Jesus. going on that rant on Facebook when Texas has seen like 20 d- people died and, you know, close to 3 million people without water and, sounded, and, and power. That sounded like a guy who was just done. Yeah, completely (laughs) finished with the job. Hey, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. There are a ton of celebrity birthdays today. So if it is your birthday, here's who you share it with. Our boy Ed Sheeran is 30 years old. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is 40. Paris Hilton is 40. That's crazy. I didn't think Paris Hilton was 40 yet. I actually, I actually thought Paris Hilton was a little older than 40. Really? Yeah. I guess she's been in our lives forever, so. Uh, Jerry O'Connell is 47. Who's that? Actor, man. You no, know Jerry no, O'Connell. No, I do, I do. But from what are we? What was Jerry O'Connell famous for? What was his first big? Oh, 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 oh. He was the, um, he was Rod Titt. No, he was uh, in Jerry Maguire, right? He was a football player in Jerry Maguire. Yes. He was the hot quarterback that. Jerry was trying to sign, right? Here is a picture of Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got you. I got you. So today's his birthday. He's 47 years old. Denise Richards is 50. Michael Bay, the director, 56. Renee Russo, the actress, 67. And here's a shocking one, at least for me. But Michael Jordan, the GOAT. Yeah. He's still, like, in my eyes, still a young guy. 58. I thought Jordan was older than that. You did? No, yeah. because no, athletes age out young, man. But then I forget, but, like, he was so young when he was in the NBA. And they retire early, and, and you, you have to wrap your head around the fact that athletes, when they retire, they're not regular retirement age. Like, no, athletes retire in their early 40s. Yeah, sometimes in their 30s. Yeah. Once you made enough bank? Yeah. But Michael Jordan is only 58 years old. Yeah. I think Gordie Howe played. How long? Did, I think Gordie Howe played until he was 52. You look at pictures of Gordie Howe on the ice. He's God. in his 50s. Like How he old looks, is um, Ovechkin? He's in his 40s, right? Still playing? No. Or is he young? No. He, is, Ovechkin's the, he's around the same age as Sidney Crosby because they both went no, into the not. league at the same time. Yo, yeah. He just looks right? old. 30, 35. No, he's not. Yeah, is listen, he really? he's, yeah, he's got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russians age differently, though. We know he that. They, they're a hard, they're a hard old. breed, yeah. right? Russians are a hard, hard, hard breed. They age differently. But yeah. So how old is? Yeah, that's crazy. How old's Jerry O'Connell? 47. 47. Yeah, he looks good. Cameron Crowe said that he was, he, uh, was thinking about doing Jerry Maguire, too. No, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And For it makes no, 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 but it makes sense though. It makes sense because he said that if he was going to do Jerry, uh, Jerry Maguire too, it would the only logical way. And I was, and because at first I had the exact same reaction that you did, which is no, you can't do Jerry Maguire yeah. too, right? But he said the only way to do Jerry Maguire too is to focus on the Tidwells. They would be the focus. Of, uh, they, they would be the sort of continuing story. So it would be. I don't know if I'm that interested, though. Really? Yeah. Oh, I would be. Oh, I'm not 100%. Interested. No, I'm not to interested. To see what happened to Rod Tidwell? No, I'm not interested. No? no. Cuba Gooding Jr., show I'm, me the money? I'm fine. I'm fine. Really? Yeah, you know oh, why? Because no. if they screw it up, then it ruins 
the original movie for me. You think so, yeah. huh? But I, I see my thing is this is that they had that storyline. It was one of the best secondary storylines with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Regina King. It was one of the best secondary storylines yeah. in a movie that I've seen where you have your sort of main focus. You got Jerry Maguire and Renee Zellweger. But the Rod Tidwell, the, the story with that family was so good that I think you could do a complete second version oh, of Jerry Maguire with just Cuba Gooding Jr. and Regina King. A hundred percent really absolutely i don't yeah. know if i'd be interested in that this is the Roz and mocha show podcast yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> you all right uh-huh hey mocha yeah you ready oh uh, yeah let's do the news a Roz and mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break uh, so DJ duo, duo Night Owl Sound, which consists of Drake Associates, OVO Mark, and OVO Noel, uh, they made it clear regarding any news of Certified Lover Boy. Oh my God! Why they, they said this? Yeah, anything Certified Lover Boy related will be posted by Drake himself. Until then, hold a seat and wait on it. Because I guess mm. now people are looking for all sorts of information and leaks from other sources to find out when the album's going to be dropping. It's like the most uh, anticipated um, album ever, huh? Uh, well, uh, Hold on. But Let I know a lot of people see. are going in on Drake um, because they're like, you're doing all this other stuff, man. Just drop the album, like the State Farm commercial. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, in that commercial, like, they're both wearing, like, red polo shirts, like the State Farm guy, because that's yeah. what they wear, and... Drake. Yeah, the, the State Farm guy, his name's Jake. Yes. And his stand-in was Drake. Right. And they wear red polo shirts uh-huh. in this. Um, I don't know what Jake was wearing, but apparently for that commercial, Drake's polo shirt as a State Farm stand-in was a $480 Bottega Veneta. No. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. You rep, son. Are you kidding me? Of course. Uh, if you're going to do it, you got to do it, huh? You shine. Uh, uh, Kevin Hart's one-time personal shopper is accused of laundering over a million dollars of Kevin's money. And Kevin knew about it? They, they just found out about it. So Dylan Sayer was in court this week in New York City where he was charged with grand larceny and nine other counts in connection with his misappropriation of Kevin's money. Uh, initially, he started working with Kevin in... 2015 and i guess the story goes is that he was using kevin's credit cards to transfer money into his personal accounts racking up 1.2 million dollars from october 2017 to february 2019 wow Uh, he spent money on luxury items such as paintings by artist sam friedman a lot of um patek philippe watches worth four hundred thousand dollars a pair of louis vuitton bags and at least 16 collectible dolls by Bear Brick, which can range from hundreds to thousands of dollars per doll, and five cause collectible dolls. Does it not sound like this is exactly the way Maury would spend stolen money? I was just going to say, who's the personal shopper? Dan Maury? The dream is to own those dolls. Right. This Doesn't it sound like you were the guy that stole from Kevin Hart? I want to know this guy. He's get, buying everything I want. This is why I'm so hesitant to give Maury my credit card for coffee in the morning. But... If this guy's going shopping for Kevin Hart, right? Yes, yes. Wouldn't Kevin Hart be like, yo, man, where's all my stuff? No, he was, yeah, but listen, it's when you're dealing with that kind of money where he's just a personal shopper, so he goes and gets some stuff for Kevin, transfers a little bit into his own account, fudges gotcha. the numbers a little bit, hide a little here, hide a little there, put down some money as But that's tip. what he got accountants for, too, right? Well, like, this is why he got busted. Yeah. Eventually, they tracked down the $1.2 like, million. Kev, your credit card 
your statements are I know. Out of this world. I know. I don't You're know. I, the numbers. I wouldn't know how to handle it if somebody close to me that I entrusted with my money stole from me and spent the money on dolls. I'd go ape. I'd, I would I'd go lose nuts. my yeah. mind. Absolutely. Yeah. No, but Absolutely. no, no, no. You would take the doll because they're going to go up in value. Uh, <laughs> Dave Chappelle is returning to Netflix. And when I say Dave Chappelle, mm. I mean Chappelle's show is returning to Netflix. If you remember when he was on oh. SNL uh, doing his monologue, he told the story of what happened to Chappelle's show, which was he was upset because Comedy Central had sold the rights to HBO Max and to Netflix, and he wasn't making money off it because mm-hmm. of the deal that he signed back in the day. And so he went on to tell people to just not watch it. And I guess they didn't. And then he had some sort of deal and new agreements were made. And now Netflix is rolling out once again Chappelle's show. And this oh. is this is Dave talking about it. I never asked Comedy Central for anything. If you remember, I said, I'm going to my real boss and I came to you because I know where my power lies. I asked you to stop watching the show and thank God Almighty for you. You did. You made that show worthless because without your eyes, it's nothing. And when you stopped watching it, they called me and I got my name back and I got my license back and I got my show back and they paid me millions of dollars. Thank you very much. So wow. there you go. Because I guess uh, part of the original story, too, is that he called Netflix to say, hey, yes. like, this upsets me. And they were like, cool, no problem. Yeah. And they pulled, pulled the show. They have spent so much money on Dave Chappelle. Oh, like, yeah. They don't want to piss off Dave Chappelle. No. They, Dave Chappelle is, the, you know. They he's, have, he's, like, a multi-year deal yeah, with the he's guy, on, right? Yeah, he's on $20 and $30 million contracts with Netflix. Like, it's yeah. an incredible amount of money. Uh, but, yeah, so there you go. So you can watch uh, Chappelle's show on Netflix Canada, now, guilt-free. The first time it was Netflix U.S., and we didn't have it here. Right. Right? But we had it yeah, on, I, I think it was like Crave. Oh, maybe. In Canada. Yeah. He, I don't, maybe maybe I don't think Dave knew about Crave. Otherwise, he would have gone off on Crave. Oh, but wow. I don't, <laughs> I don't think Crave's part of that deal, though. <laughs> Never mind. I didn't say nothing. Uh, Netflix is reportedly doing its own Britney Spears documentary, this after the success of Framing Britney, Framing Britney Spears on Hulu. Uh, they have tapped Erin Lee Carr, who specializes in true crime documentaries. Wow. She was the uh, one who did How to Fix a Drug Scandal for Netflix, and she's going to be heading up the Britney Spears. Netflix documentary. Did you watch that Cecil Hotel documentary? We docu-series? watched episodes one and two. Yeah. I still have the other two to go through. It's wild, man. I I'll can't talk- remember. So I know the story, yeah. right? Yeah. And it was like partway through episode one where I was like, I'm pretty sure this is something that I read about before. Right. But I can't remember how the story I'm just, ended. To me, the most shocking thing of that documentary is how so many people don't know how to say the word Cecil. I know oh, some people Cecil. were saying Cecil, Everybody's some saying were saying Cecil. Cecil. Yeah. Cecil. I, I can't believe people still go and stay at that hotel. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, it's well, famous now, the Cecil yeah. Hotel. Used to walk by there all the time. <laughs> really? Yeah. In front of the Cecil? Yeah, in front of the Cecil. Yeah. Yeah, because da- down, like downtown LA, like the weird thing when you're about- you're hanging out on Skid Row? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but isn't, you know what, and that's the thing about Skid Row is it's this huge area where all the sort of transients and, and, and the homeless sort of have gathered forever. And it's the, the community basically that they built for them to, yeah. to live on the street. When I grew up, up, I always heard of Skid Row, but I, I just thought that that was a nickname mm-hmm. that you gave that somebody had given to another neighborhood. But like, if you look on a map, like Skid Row is on a map, 
Yeah, it says. Like, you like, look says, on Google Maps, it says Skid yeah, Row. Yeah, like it's there, which I think that, how is it that has not changed? Like somebody has not been like, hey, man, it's a little crass to keep calling this place Skid Row. But do you Skid think Row. if they changed the name, everyone would leave? No, people would still just call it Skid Row. Like, I understand that. But this yeah. documentary, finish watching it because you, you are familiar, like you said, uh, with the story. And um, But it's, uh, it's wild how anybody, like how that place was even allowed to exist even before all of this happened. American was Horror Story Hotel wild. was based on that one. Was it? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah crazy. According to the New York Post and page six, ABC is in crisis mode and considering taking the spotlight off Claudia Conway after her appearance on American Idol was branded exploitative uh, because it appeared to capitalize on the struggles that she's having with her mom, Kellyanne. If you remember, things got so bad. Cops have been involved multiple times in that house after Claudia accused Kellyanne of leaking a nude picture of her. That was just the latest incident uh, as far as accusations. And they built their entire premiere around Claudia Conway being on the show and they took a real hit from it and now insiders saying that the network is quote rethinking how they're going to position Claudia and Kellyanne with promotion they were big on putting Claudia in all the promos but now they are thinking of not putting nearly as much focus on that to not make as big of a deal of her being on the show and focus on the other contestants as well Uh, ABC is also facing backlash as we know with Chris Harrison having to apologize and then temporarily stepping down from The Bachelor so so they're in crisis mode with their reality right now. Gosh. Um, so that's uh, that uh, the focus on Claudia is surely, surely going to change. Uh, Kristen Wiig revealed the names of her two daughters. So it's been a year and nobody knew the names of Kristen Wiig's oh, daughters. A year? Uh, yeah, it's been a year. Um, so she had them via surrogate. And uh, in the end credits of Kristen's new movie called um, Barb and Star Go oh to God. Vista Del Mar. Did you watch it? No. We rented it on the weekend. Yeah. Um, it's so dumb. <laughs> She thanks her family members. So Avi is her husband. So in the in yeah. the credits at the very, very end, uh, there was um, special thanks to Avi, Luna, and Shiloh. And Avi is Kristen uh, Wiig's husband. So obviously Luna and Shiloh are the two oh, okay. are the two kids. Um, so what what is Barb and Star? I don't know what this is. Oh, my God. They're like these 40-year-old um, women who live in Nebraska, and they've never left Nebraska before. Okay. And they go to this all-inclusive Right. Called Vista Del Mar. Right. In Florida. Yeah. It's just so dumb. Like, it's so stupid. <laughs> Is it funny, though? Yeah. Like, it's, like, stupid funny. But, like, worth it? No, definitely not. Not, not no. worth my twenty dollars. No. Really, you pay twenty dollars for that? Yeah. Oh, it was like a premium rental. Yeah. Like this is because it of just dropped on Friday. Oh, right? I gotcha. So I pay twenty bucks to rent it. I gotcha. It and was so dumb. <laughs> Whatever. You know what? I'll probably watch it again. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> now that I think about some of the jokes. So it's Barb and Star go to uh, Vista Del Mar, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now that I think about, it, I actually do like the movie. Okay, so good. So a number of Bachelor alum are calling for Chris. Harrison to be gone permanently from the really? show. Um, I still don't even understand what the, the whole story is. Okay, so Rachel on... Is it Rachel? Who's the girl? Rachel Lindsay? No. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, it is Rachel. So Rachel, who oh, Rachel is in Lindsay's the final four yes, on, yes. on Bachelor. Um, a lot of posts from her past came to light and a lot of stories from people that she knew when she was younger. A couple of girls said that she, uh, that they were bullied by Rachel for dating black guys. Mm -hmm. 
She was seen to like a number of pictures on social media from her friends standing in front of things like Confederate flags, uh, liking QAnon posts. Mm. And then there was a shot of her at a sorority party from 2018, which was an antebellum themed party. And Rachel Lindsay, who works for Extra, did an interview with Chris Harrison on this topic of Rachel from the the, the current season of uh, the accusations accusations of her racist past. And this is what Chris Harrison said talking to Rachel Lindsay. I saw a picture of her at a sorority party five years ago, and that's it. The picture was from 2018 at an Old South antebellum party. It's not a good look. Is it a good look in 2018 or is it not a good look in 2021? It's because not there's a, a big good difference. look ever because she's celebrating well, the Old South. I don't disagree with you. You're 100% right in 2021. That was not the case in 2018. And again, I'm not defending Rachel. I just know that 50 million people did that in 2018. My guess, these girls got dressed up and went to a party and had a great time. They were 18 years old. Now, does that make it okay? I don't know, Rachel. You tell me. But where is this lens we're holding up and was that lens available and were we all looking through it in 2018? So Demario Jackson from season 13 and Jubilee Sharp from season 20 uh, were two former um, cast members of The Bachelor that have said that Chris Harrison's vacation should be permanent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris Harrison did issue an apology. He said this to the black community, to the BIPOC community. I am sorry. My words were harmful. I am listening and truly apologizing for my ignorance and any pain that I caused you to that end. I have consulted with Warren Warner Brothers and ABC and will be stepping aside for a period of time and will not be there for the after the final rose special. So wow. he's not going to be there for after the final rose. Uh, Rachel Lindsay, after that interview, um, sat down with Billy Bush on Extra to try and figure out where the franchise goes from here. Where do you go from here when you're should starting they step to away see- from him or should should mm. should cooler heads prevail and let and see where what he comes up with? I think you have to see what happens. I think, I, th- I don't want to play into being too quick to judge someone, right? I, am I disappointed? Absolutely. Do I agree with that, what happened in that interview? No. But at the same time, he has taken the steps to not issue one, but two apologies. Let's see what happens from there. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say this, to see the contestants come together and speak out and to say what they don't stand for, I don't know how we continue in this way. How do you, when people in Bachelor Nation are upset, the contestants of this very show, uh, the leads of the show, how does he go on to represent the franchise when people are so upset by what they saw in that interview that we had? Because right now, as it is, Chris, having said what he said, he can't sit down because obviously on After the Final Rose, they're going to have to get into this with Rachel. Mm -hmm. And Chris cannot, he can no longer be the guy to ask these questions. So it has to be somebody else. So whoever that person is going Mm. to be, I don't know. Um, but uh, but he can't be the one sitting there now asking Rachel about the accusations of racism from her past after saying what he said to Rachel Lindsay. Takashi 69. So there's a document. <laughs> Listen, man, there's a documentary coming out. OK, uh, it'll air February 21st on Showtime. And it's called The Supervillain, The Making of Takashi 69. It's a three-part documentary series. Okay. Now, normally you would think for a guy that just got out of the joint and has been labeled a rat and everything else, that he would have put a team around him that would sort of try and paint him in some sort of favorable light. Right. Uh, Karim Gill is the director of the 6ix9ine documentary. 
This is what he had to say. First of all, he called Takashi 69 a, quote, truly horrible human being. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. He goes on to say that 69 is hyper calculated and a social media mastermind who can spark any reaction. He initially said that he was reluctant to even do the pro be a part of the project and didn't want to explore 69 story because he's quote, such a toxic individual in our culture, but he then realized it's an extremely important story that shines a light on where we are as a culture explaining we're living in an era of manufactured celebrity where people can create inauthentic online personas and rise to fame without any talent or morals. Takashi's story is exactly that. He's someone who realized the power of having your own platform. That's the director of wow. your documentary saying that about you. And that's when? That's uh, February 21st. I had no interest in seeing a Takashi 69 documentary. Now I have all the interest oh. <laughs> in watching a Takashi 69 documentary. Right. And if you don't know, he's the guy behind a song like this, which you probably never heard of. Anyway, people listen to this, huh? They do? For yeah. real? Yeah. Like, not even ironically. No, like they, not they, even. They get down no. to that? Yeah. Yeah. I'll watch the documentary, though, for sure. <laughs> uh, the NBA has issued a warning to LeBron James for violating the league's anti flopping rule. This was from what? yeah. This was from Friday when they were playing Memphis. Uh, the incident involving LeBron James occurred with two thirty-five left in the second quarter, uh, attempting to block out Dylan Brooks. James, I don't know if you saw the footage, but like he got a tiny nudge, and LeBron went down looking like he got shot. <laughs> <laughs> One of those, yeah. Uh, and then Brooks was called for the foul. LeBron went to the line and made both free throws. Uh, the NBA's implemented the anti-flopping rule in the 2012-2013 season to curb unsportsmanlike behavior, which was on full display from LeBron James. Uh, players are warned for their first offense, followed by a $5,000 fine for the second, $10,000 for the third, $15,000 for the fourth, $30,000 for the fifth. Wow. And if a player reaches six offenses in one season, the NBA can increase the fine or suspend the player. They're not going to suspend LeBron. I don't, did you see the flop, though? No. bro. You got to see this. It's silly. It's just stupid. Really? Oh, it's okay. so bad. Let me see. It's so and flops like when when the actual game is happening, right? And somebody flops. It's it's so difficult to tell because everything's in real time. But man, when they show a flop in slow mo, where you see just see. how far oh my the God. arm. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this man looked like he's about to fly away. Right. <laughs> okay. You're right though. It really does look like he got shot. Oh, like that God. guy barely, yo, barely Ron, touched him. Barely touched also, you, LeBron's a monster. I know. Okay? Beast. Yeah. Like, you like, know what you would have to do to a guy like that to get that kind of physical reaction yeah. out of him? You would have to put both of your hands on his chest and use all of your might, oh, all of your force yes. to even try to push him back Bro, a little bit. Yeah. But to have him fall over like no, that? No, no. 
Bron, it's, like, fooling, it's like he got a bee in his shorts. You know what I mean? <laughs> like something, something hurt the man. Uh, Silence of the Lambs, I believe it's in its 30th year, right? That classic film, Silence of the Lambs, 30th anniversary. So the, the main house in Silence of the Lambs where Clarice um, caught Buffalo Bill uh, sold, sold a couple of months ago for $300,000. It's just outside of Pittsburgh. Um, the new owners plan to turn it into a bed and breakfast, which means oh. that it would be possible for you to go and spend the night in the house um, that was used for Buffalo Bill's lair. However, the basement stuff with the pit and everything else, it rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. None of that was actually filmed inside the house. However, the new owner of the house is an art director, and he plans to recreate that room in the basement of the house that he oh, yeah? just bought. So it's not just the historical references to the, to the house, but when you actually... Uh, what they want to do is when you go to the house, you're going to actually be able to stay in the house. Like I imagine they're going to do it up very much like it was done in the movies with the, with the, the bait. <clears throat> What's that? Like if he builds that thing in the basement, can you go in it for like, like you, you know, want to go in the pit? Well, that way you can, if you're staying there, you do want they to rub able... you down with lotion too. Well, no, so you could film it for social. You want to be in the pit for social. Like normally people would want to be Clarice when they go to that house. I don't think anybody wants to be the person in Somebody the pit. Somebody has to be in the pit. Well, <laughs> that's, a, that's, the, that's, that's the story of your marriage, eh, Moore? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just, it just says so much. Your willingness to jump in the pit just says so much. Roz and Mocha Q&A. All right, here we go. Time to answer some questions. Yo, Riley, how are you? Good, good. How are you? Good. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Thank you. How long have you been listening to the podcast for? On a regular basis for about almost a year now, but oh. off and on for years and years. All right. And do you listen to uh, all of Ask Roz and Mocha? Yes. Yes, I do. So I'm going to keep you on the phone for this because before we get to your question, I want to play for you guys. Every now and then, whenever we're answering questions on Ask Roz and Mocha, mm-hmm. when you listen back to it, there are certain times where we're talking about something, like if you jump into the conversation at the wrong time, right. it sounds like we're having a conversation about something completely different. Okay. And sometimes when you take that conversation and if you were to add like beeps or anything to what's being said, it sounds way dirtier than what's actually being talked about. Okay. For example. And then it kept just getting like more wet, more wet, more wet. And I walked in. It was a big, giant And you could put your finger right through the uh, that he had licked all the way. He had licked all the way through. You're, you're the worst. Why? That only happens if you do it. <laughs> you, you, play, you play this like, oh, look, this weird thing happened. No. Can I play one more for you, Riley? Yes. Sure, sure. I, I see people just suck it. Well, I guess you could try that. Yeah. 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 I see people suck it. I've never found it to be something worth paying for. Right? Yeah. And you're there with four of the people, and, like, you get a bib, and they cover, everything's covered in newspaper. And I had the best time of my life for the first 10 seconds, and then I hated every minute of it. Yeah, because it's just work. Oh, who wants to work that hard? And it doesn't even taste that good. Yeah. Like, it's not that great. It's tasteless meat. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> By the way, that was from episode 225. What were we, we talking were, about? We were talking about eating crab. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. All right, Riley, what is your question for the room? So my question is, do you ever wonder about space? What do you mean, about wonder about space? space? Well, do you just, what do you wonder about if you think of space? Oh, yes. I. Uh, uh, well, what do you uh, wonder about? Do you ever think about space, Riley? Yeah. So ever since I was a kid, I always wondered where space 
and yes, like what is space and yes, where does it end? I get. I used to get such anxiety thinking about that, and it would always hit me at night while I was lying in bed. And the Same. thing that I couldn't wrap my head around was the idea of just forever. The idea that something has no end. Exactly. And, and it would it would it would haunt me like I would stay up and I, I would obsess about it. And it's not even that I really knew a lot about space mm-hmm. and I, I didn't really know the sort of rules of, uh, of what goes on in different solar systems and and everything else. The only thing that I did know is just what you're taught at a very young age. And that is uh, it's endless and it mm-hmm. just goes and it just goes on forever. And as a kid, that's just not something that you can comprehend. No, the idea that you, you don't even know how to process that information. And I just remember feeling incredibly anxiety filled and lonely and it would terrify me and all of this stuff. So yeah, do I do that anymore? No, I used to do it a lot when I was a kid. I obsess about over the fact that it, that it has no end. That's not, I, that's not what I thought the question was What was about. the question? When he said, do you ever wonder about space? Uh, my answer, if until I heard yours, yes. was uh, yes, all the time. When I buy things, I worry about running out of space. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, you don't mean... I thought he meant, like, just space in your life. Like, like just space the, in the your space home. we occupy? Kind like, of I only thing? have like... 900 square feet. What am I supposed to do if I buy right. a plant? So, okay, so <laughs> thinking, thinking that way... What do you wonder about space? Like, if they, if I didn't have a balcony and they just extended my living room, I would have that much more room. Oh, yes. That much more and space. And your balcony is not even that big. And I always wonder about space as to why they even bothered putting that there. Right. Like, yes. I could have used that internally. Yes. <laughs> could you not, when you bought the condo, could you not have bought a unit that didn't have a balcony that maybe mm. had that additional space? Or does every unit... Have a balcony. No, there are five units that don't have balconies, but mm-hmm. the problem is, is that we discuss when we're outside, we'll often look up and stare at them, and I'm like, you know what? If we had that, I wonder why I didn't have a balcony. Oh, Maury, if you didn't have a ba- <laughs> if you didn't have a balcony, if you didn't have a balcony, and you looked out your window and saw somebody below you out on their balcony, you would hate your place. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but why don't we have that? Yes, you <laughs> would hate it. So uh, yes, I wonder about space all the time. Two very interesting conversations, though. Both are both are both are worth having, actually. Uh, Mocha. Oh yeah, I love anything. Astronomy. Wait, which space conversation are you doing? Uh, let's talk outside of the uh, ex- outer outside space. of, uh, okay. of our planet here, outer yes. space, not right? Not square footage. No, not square footage. Um, I think about it all the time. I love that stuff. Yeah. I love like talking about planets. I don't know anything about them, but still, planets and the infinite space that exists. How far a person could potentially go before they are like beyond coming back. Yes. Right? Like what would happen if you were to actually get lost in space? Right. Black holes, stuff like that. You know, wonder like they talk about what is on the other side, what happens if you go through a black hole. I think about that stuff all the time. Also with regard to outer space is what does it sound like with no traffic noise and no birds chirping? It sounds like nothing. Yeah. But what does nothing sound like? Just absolute silence. Listen. I can hear Roz's stomach. Shut up. Wow, bro. That was... You wouldn't be able to survive in space, huh? No, you wouldn't. At all. Would you want him on your ship? No, absolutely not. No, he takes up too much space. Hell no. (laughs) He would be that guy. Maury would be that guy. Did you see that movie? It wasn't a very good movie, but it was uh, Chris Pratt and uh, Scarlett Johansson? No. Which one? Not Scarlett Johansson. What? Jennifer Lawrence. No, 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 no. What's it called? No, 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 no. No, the one where they're 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 in pods and they're asleep and they're going oh, on passenger. the passenger. 
Oh, is it good? Yeah. No, it's not very good. It's oh. not very good. But but there's an interesting part of that film, which is it's got to be Scarlett Johansson. No, no, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I think it's like Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> oh, no, no. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Shem. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, so they're in pods, yeah. and they're, they have to go and repopulate, recolonize uh, a new world. And you're supposed to be in this pod in sort of suspended animation and asleep for like 30 years or something like that, or 90 years, whatever it was. And something happens, and Chris Pratt's pod opens during the trip. Yeah. And he realizes that he will live his full life alone on this ship and die by the time anybody else comes out of hibernation, oh, right? Wow. And so he's sitting there struggling with that, and there's nothing he can do. He can't get into the machinery room. He can't fix his pod. He can't do anything. His pod opened. It was the only one that opened. It was a complete fluke, and now he's basically going to live out his years and just die while everybody else is in transit. Do you find out in the movie why his pod opens? No, you don't really. Oh, okay. it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a malfunction. No, but what he does is he goes and looks through Jennifer Lawrence's pod mm -hmm. while she's sleeping and beautiful and falls in love with her. Oh, Chris. And opens her pod. No. no. You SOB. And then tells her that it was a malfunction just like his was. He lied. You can't start a relationship with right, that, man. Right? Then you have I to hold on to that lie your whole life. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But there's interesting things in the movie, too. Like, he was on a super discounted fare, right? And so he didn't have access because you get a little wristband. Yeah. And he didn't have access to really anything, just like basic needs like water and like porridge and whatever else. But Jennifer Lawrence, on the other hand, was like an A-class traveler. So she had all this bougie access to oh. like the pool and all this stuff. And so he Maybe starts... Maybe that's why he booed up with her he, because he exactly. knew she had that he, access. He starts living this life okay. on this ship and then they fall in love and then she eventually finds out what happens. And then so what's and, the moral? And then, well, the, well, listen. Well, don't lie, man. Well, yeah. Oh, I thought it was yeah. just pay more for your trip. No, um, no. But so, so that, so that kind of thing, right? And even in Interstellar, yeah. In Interstellar, oh, such a good movie. I, 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 what I find, what, what I find so stressful about Interstellar is there's that one scene where, or that that one sequence where they have to go down to those other planets. Yeah. And they have to, I don't know, get stuff done or pick up the guy or whatever, whatever it is. Um, but they're on the ship, and then they're having the conversation of, like, for every hour that they're down there, it's five years Earth time kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so they go down to this planet, and the thing that they had to do didn't work. And then they have to get back up to their other ship. But the time it took them to do that was 15 Earth years. Oh. So everybody else, everybody that you're trying to get home to back on Earth has aged 15 years in the time that you just failed that super quick mission. And so that kind of thing freaks me out. The, yeah. the fact that people can be living one way in one part of the solar system where that may, something like that may be possible. Uh, and then other people on Earth are just like that, living. Oh, God, like it drives me nuts. Like that movie with Matt Damon where you shrink down and live in that little world, right? While everyone else um, is living in the big world. What was, I don't remember what that was called. Downsizing. Yeah. No, that was that was more of a play on. Did you see that, Mocha? No, I didn't. On, on, on the, uh, the environment and on population and everything else where oh. you could, everything, if you had all the money that you did, 
did right now, how long would your money last if we shrunk you down to the size of an eraser? Right. And you, and you, and you, you like, you know, how much would it cost you to build a mansion at that point? It, you know, it would probably cost you, you know, two or three hundred dollars. I just got the email confirmation. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so there you go. Anyway, anyway, do we, do we, do we think about space? Yes, all the, all the time. Have you ever done any research, Riley, or looked into it? Like, what is the the furthest someone has been able to to travel? into the solar system um i don't know that answer but my uh, my favorite fact is um actually about like the stars in that the light that we see is light that's tens of thousands or tens of millions years old yeah. because of how far away in light years they are isn't that crazy yeah when that you look is up, absolutely crazy and no matter where you are in the world on a clear night when you look up if you have the ability without having you know like um uh, city lights kind of like yeah. drowning everything out uh how many stars there are and then to your point riley like how far or and how long it took for that light where it originates from to get to here to where we can see it yeah 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 isn't that crazy yeah it's so it wild. all that stuff yeah. drives me. i always thought from like forever ago like maybe 15 20 years ago ever since i saw that movie um was that is it contact yeah. With McConaughey and... Uh, Jodie Lee Foster. Jamie Lee... Uh, Jodie no, Foster. No, Jodie Foster, Jody right? Foster, yeah. When she went through... Was McConaughey in that movie too? Yeah. Really, huh? When she went through the wormhole. Yes. No, not the wormhole, the black hole. Yeah. Right? She went through a black hole. And that was like the point of the movie. It was like trying to get through inside of a black hole to see what's on the other side. I always thought, oh man, if they ever had like a space program where they're accepting like volunteers... To go through a black hole, I would right. totally sign up. <laughs> would you? Yeah. Just it's, out of curiosity, man. It's crazy. So years ago, because now when you're an astronaut, now, you know, you are, you know, you're a scientist, you are all these things. But years ago, astronauts weren't. They were like fighter pilots, yeah. right? Like they, they were, they were test pilots. And um, because you only needed to be able to physically withstand the torture that your body goes through in order to get you into space. Yeah. And Shia LaBeouf got drunk one night. And I, I've told the story about when we were all drunk with Shia LaBeouf in Russia. Um, but, but, um, but yeah. I didn't, I didn't tell this part of the story. So he was promoting transformers and he, and Buzz Aldrin was in transformers. That yeah. one where it takes place in Russia, at least a part of the movie was in, was in Russia. Buzz, Buzz Aldrin, one of the most famous astronauts ever moon guy, everything else. Yeah. Right. He was saying, and maybe this was off the record, I don't know, but he was saying that Buzz Aldrin couldn't read. And we were all like, what do you mean he couldn't read? And he said that during his script, what happens is that he has somebody in his life who tells him his lines and then he memorizes them that way and then he shows up on set and he delivers his lines. And we were all like, yeah, but what about the fact that he went to the moon? Yeah. And he said that back in the day, everything was done with pictures. So there was no written instructions in the capsule. And it was all push this at this time and move this lever up and down. And it was all done in pictures. And that he, his claim, Shia LaBeouf's claim, is that Buzz Aldrin is illiterate and can't read, but still made it to the moon because back in the day, the only thing you needed to be was physically capable of making the trip. Wow. Yeah, so that's his claim. He's had to be healthy. Yeah, that's, that's his. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's, I mean, and look at Shia that's LaBeouf. That's why okay? Buzz Aldrin can easily point to pictures on a menu in order based on that, yeah, too. Exactly, yeah. No, but that's his claim, is that, uh, is, that wow. Buzz, is that Buzz Aldrin couldn't read and went all the way to the moon without having... Uh, been able to read damn yeah well thank you for your question riley i love stuff like this man
Oh, no problem at all. Thank you. You have a great day, buddy. All right. Thank you very much. Later. Uh, Dana asks, what was your favorite thing to do at <laughs> recess during elementary school? Cage match. And making <laughs> and make and making out. Making out. Making out was number one. Uh-huh. And then cage match was number two. Because back in the day, there was no rules at school, right? Like they would just allow kids to do crazy things at school. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we used to take we used to go to the back of the baseball diamond. Uh-huh. So you know where the fence is, right? Yeah. So we would be on the other side of the fence behind the home plate. And um, we used to take uh, two pylons and put them 10, 12 feet away from the two inner posts of the fence. And we would make a ring, right? We would map out where a ring was. Okay. And we would wrestle. And we had one side was the cage, the back of the baseball diamond cage. And we would do cage matches where you had to climb up over the baseball diamond cage. Wow. And and make it to the other side. And, man, kids got hurt. Yeah. And, like, it was really wild. And then if you weren't wrestling, you were making out. Dan Mori? Okay, so... Different kids, though. <laughs> Good my, fr- my, uh, my friends, Jolt, Gaddy, and Benji and I used to go to the side hill. Yeah. Because um, all the cool kids were at the back hill, but we went to the side hill where there was like a berry bush, right? So on most recesses, we would pretend to be farmers and <laughs> pick the berries and try and sell them to each other and be like, okay, so... Today's bushel is this, and you, the, 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 we like would the, play market. The, the bell went, and you guys were like, want to go play farmer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did we do at recess? Uh, we would play <laughs> basketball. We'd run around like idiots. Um, we would definitely wrestle, because yeah. to your point, like teachers didn't care about that. They then. didn't. Like, they had teachers who would, like, walk around the, uh, the schoolyard and stuff, and they just, if they saw you acting like... Uh, a bunch of idiots, they would just tell you to stop, and then as yeah. soon as they're back turn, yeah. you start wrestling again, yes. right? Uh, it was that, basketball, tag, and a lot of foot hockey. And that's pretty much it. Soccer, baseball was a big one, too. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. There yeah. were tether tetherball courts on at my school. Did you ever play the tether? school did you go to? It's just a pole with a rope and a ball. Bear, berries and <laughs> berry bushes and <laughs> yeah, tether man. balls. We never, had, we never had a tether ball. Oh. No, hell By no. By the way, we never got told to stop playing farmer. Like, no, we never no. got in trouble Hey, farming. calm down over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much farming over there. <laughs> You're but a mess they, with the berries. They wouldn't let us bring the berries into the school, so you had to throw them in the like somewhere. Like you had to oh, just get rid of the oh, berries. Oh, oh, yes, of course. Oh, the struggles. <laughs> <laughs> those those ruthless bastards of teachers, huh? <laughs> All right, uh, everyone, get your phone for a second, please, because we're gonna open up your photo album. Okay. And then go to recents or go to my albums. Albums, yeah, okay. recents, yeah, and then go scroll all the way down to the bottom. What do you mean, like to Just my most recent yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or my earliest? Because already says here, how many pictures do you have on your phone? So it should tell you how many photos. It's just under camera roll. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. on mine, it says nine thousand five hundred and fifty-five photos, um, and then three thousand five hundred and five videos. Maury. Um, okay, so camera, so pictures, I have fourteen thousand four hundred and forty-nine. Damn. And videos, I have 1,146. And selfies, I have 1,700. And there's a weird, oddly, there's a folder called Shem, and there's 59 pictures in it. <laughs> what do you mean, oddly? You would have created that, that folder, that album. I don't know how that got there. 
That's super weird, man. Shem's, Shem's in the other room. You don't want delete, that. Delete, delete. Yeah, you don't want that. I don't want to have on somebody else's phone a whole, sh- a whole folder of me. Uh, I have um, 2,580 videos. Mm-hmm. And shockingly, gentlemen, I have 16,413 pictures. Why, you have more pictures than me. Wow, that's crazy. How many selfies? How how do I find that that out? So you just go here. Don't come over here. I don't want you over here. Okay. Uh, Selfies, 1,670. (laughs) Of course. How many many do you have? I have here 641. Oh, can I tell you, though? No, 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 no. Hold on here. I have to justify my... Um, my 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 numbers for selfies. Why okay. is that? Because what they consider to be selfies is even video, and every single thing that I've recorded on my phone during during lockdown for ET Canada is categorized oh, as selfies. Okay, so asterisks. Right. Yeah. 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 Right, e- right. Like every single link and comment and show all of that stuff gotcha. is all. Is all okay. Here. Okay. I have twelve yeah. slow mo videos. Uh, yeah. Okay. I have um, I have thirty five portraits. I got three panoramas. What in the hell is a panorama? You should it's know what that is. It's oh, oh, here's game. a good one. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. This is a good tell. How many screenshots yeah. do you have? Three hundred eighty nine. Four hundred seventy six. So I've said this, like I say this to Catherine all the time. My life is screenshots because I take a screenshot and then I, I email it to myself and then I go back and I look for something or use it for reference or when we were doing a renovation, it's like this is the way I want the floors to look, everything else. So your screenshots, Maury, were how many? 389. Mocha? 476. 2,910 screenshots. Wow! Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. I've uh, tried to get into the habit at the end of every month, I go through that month's photo album and i start deleting stuff because i don't know oh, you do huh? i want to clear up the space not only in my iCloud but just like on my phone yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have some really crazy <laughs> screenshots on here what is, what is that i don't know it's just some picture of a guy that apparently looks like me let me see <laughs> oh like some kid on the internet that somebody sent you because the kid looked like you yeah, yeah that's look. you though look that's, that, that's you. totally you. That is totally you. Uh, Olivia says here, what is Roz's tuna salad recipe? I can't for the life of me find out, find one. Sorry. I can't for the life of me find one that tastes as good as it does when I buy it or when I eat out. Um, okay. So tuna salad is a weird one because I don't put, I don't put celery in my tuna. Oh, gross. Okay. Yeah. And I don't put uh, onion in my tuna. Right. Yeah. So I don't add those things. I literally just take a can of tuna and then put some stuff in it. Like I, to call that tuna salad, sure, but to me that's just make it's just a tuna sandwich at that point, right? Yeah. Um, how I do tuna is I take a can of like white tuna mm-hmm. in water, not in oil, and I'll put it in a bowl and I pre-crush it with a fork, mm-hmm. right? And I get it sort of nice and small, a couple little chunks in there, but I get it nice and nice and beat down, and then I do a little bit of mayo. Uh, a little bit of olive oil, um, salt and pepper, and red wine vinegar. 
Oh, nice. I've never and tried then, it with red wine and then, vinegar. And that's then I one. mix I mix all that together. Yeah. And it just to me, that's just what tuna tastes like. It's a little bit of it's it's salty and a good hit of pepper. And the olive oil just adds a tiny, tiny, tiny little thing. Mayo because you need it to bond together. And I like yeah. tuna to have mayo in it. And then the little bit of red wine vinegar just sort of sends it that. sends it over the edge. But and that's I, my favorite way to do tuna. I usually um, just use the uh the tuna that that's in oil, not water. Yeah. And then just salt, pepper, mayo, and sometimes I'll slice some cucumber and right. mix it in there. Oh, but yeah, that's cucumber in it, huh? Yeah, but that's literally it. I don't add anything. I hate celery. Yeah. I do the celery, but I also add microwaved corn. With tuna? But what if yeah. you're making a tuna sandwich, though? Oh, then no corn. No corn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I love, I'm a huge fan of tuna. Like, I love tuna. Yeah. Uh, and that's my favorite way. I actually don't even make tuna sandwiches anymore. I just make that bowl of mm-hmm. tuna and then I go and I get a bag of Tostitos and yeah. I just eat, and I just take a little mm-hmm. spoon and I just put the tuna on the chips mm-hmm. and just eat it that way. That's my, that's one of my favorite lunches. Uh, staying on the cooking train here, Elizabeth says, for Roz, is there anything you did to help foster Roxy's love for cooking? I love to bake, and I have a four-year-old that I'd like to get into baking as well. Is it just as simple as getting her to help me? Yes. Yeah, I would say that. Um, Mm -hmm. And kids are good at things. And what I found is that Roxy's palate really, really opened up, and her willingness to try food really opened up when she was very young mm-hmm. um, because she was in the kitchen at a really, really young age. Because what I found was that if there were things that she turned her nose up at, um, chances are for most kids, they will eat what they cook. Yeah. And that's how we got her into eggs because she wasn't eating a ton of eggs. And um, even with something like my kid hated milk. Roxy's never had a glass of milk. Oh, really? She's, she hates milk. Wow. But she likes chocolate milk, and mm-hmm. she likes hot chocolate. And so at a really, really young age, we taught her how to use the hot chocolate maker. Oh, nice. And so she's been on a chair in the kitchen mixing her own hot chocolate and hitting go on it yeah. and then pouring it into a cup since she was, I don't even know, four, five, right? Yeah, Cruz, he'll be four in April, and um, anytime Jenna starts baking stuff, or even if she's, like, mixing something in the blender, yeah. she'll say to him, like, hey, do you want to come help me? Or I have to turn the blender on. Do you want to come press the button for me? Mm-hmm. And he's like always willing yeah loves loves to help yeah stuff like meatballs are great mm-hmm. um, because they can make those yeah. they know kids know how to do that at a very young age to make a circle out of something because it's just play-doh at that yeah. point right um so meatballs are meatballs are always great um get them if you're going to get them to cut then you don't want to give them a knife what i would say is that if you have a little kid uh, give them scissors yeah right get them cutting things but just give them their let them use their little scissors that even have that tiny little thing they can cut herbs with those you know you can cut a I little I actually you use can, scissors to cut chives yeah, and herbs yeah, yeah, actually yeah, now yeah exactly yeah, yeah so so give them give them scissors but get them in the kitchen and don't make it seem like it's a pain in the ass like what we did was Roxy had her own sort of stool Mm-hmm. Right. And it was only for that. It wasn't for anything else. It wasn't when she was a little, little, little kid. We had to pull a chair over. But after that, she just had her own sort of stool and it was theirs. And they she would just go and grab it and whip it into the kitchen and then just go and stand on it. And she started baking and then she started cooking with me. And then when she was like five, I guess. She was making like a chicken parm, like all three, Aww. all three levels of like 
breadcrumbs, egg wash, all of that stuff, yeah. seasoning it up. And so she was like six when she sort of was started in with in with that stuff. But yeah, I would say just get them in the kitchen. Yeah, and they love yeah, helping. Yeah, love. And, and it and it really helps when when you're in the kitchen. Get them to help with stuff that they can eat as you're going. Totally. Right, like stuff that they can try. Mm-hmm. You know, as they're going. Even if you buy like a um, like a Pillsbury cookie thing where it's that cookie dough that you can eat raw. Oh, right? yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Like use that when you're doing it, and then they can just flatten them out. Flattening out a cookie is cooking to a little kid, yeah. right? And just let them know. Again, let them try it as you're sort of going on. That's what we, that's what we did. But, uh, but you know, just get them in the kitchen. Kara says here, Maury, mm. since you and Dammit Matthew are the only two that live together in your condo, do you just leave the toilet seat up all the time? Razamoka. Do you put it down for your partners, and if not, do they get mad at you for it? I live with my three young boys, so I am constantly falling into the toilet at night. (laughs) Which is weird because, I mean, God, I mean, I do most of my bathroom work sitting. Yeah, anyway. so the seat's always down. Seat's always down anyway, but that's not because I, I am too lazy to stand or put it up or whatever. I just prefer to sit when I pee and get a lot done. Yeah. Oh, she means the seat. I thought she meant the lid. The lid's always, like, everything's always down in our place. The lid, too? Everything's down, always down. Yeah, why the I, lid? Well, because I put, like, if I'm getting ready for work in the morning, I'll, my pajamas are always, uh, I leave them on the toilet, mm-hmm. so everything's down. Plus, we have one of those fancy toilets where if you just tap it, it, li- it goes down automatically. Mm-hmm. Huh? Like, it's like, it's... It's like a soft a, close. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it doesn't go down automatically. Oh, it's I thought you meant close. like you press a button and the, the seat goes down. No, 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 you just tap it and it goes yes, down. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah. Like, basically, like, all toilet seats now, right? <laughs> they Everyone all have something. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. yes. Um, I am always leaving the toilet seat down. You are. No matter what. Yeah. Right. Doesn't matter what I'm doing. I will always, always, always. I, I don't, don't know. I've, I've, to pee. I've been, even when I was, like, living, like, by myself before I even got into a relationship. When I was living by myself, like, in the condo or the apartment or whatever, mm-hmm. I would always, I don't know why, it was just a habit, I always put the seat down. Really? I huh? never yeah. lift the seat to pee. What do you mean? I pee, like, through I lift the, the lid and I pee through That's the seat. That's a dangerous game. What? I never, I've, I never lift, the, I stand to pee and I don't lift the seat. Right, but what if, do you splash on the seat a little? No, only if, I, only once in a while if the stream splits. Yeah, and then I just, well, I used to wipe it off with my sock. Like there are some, <laughs> yeah. The one that you're wearing? Yeah. yeah. Whoa! That's so yeah. gross. Yeah. And then you go lay down on the couch and put your feet up? Yeah, like when, when I was a horrible, t- like when I was a gross teenager. Yeah. Yeah, if, if I was too lazy to lift the seat up uh, and I peed, and if a little bit got on the toilet seat, I would just, I would lift my leg and just rub it off with my sock and, but then, like con- the, and then continue to go on with my the life. The toilet paper is right there. Yeah, I know. Why wouldn't you reach for the toilet paper grab like eh, two squares? Yeah. Cause then I gotta bend over, and if I'm bending <laughs> over, if I'm bending over, I should have I should have just lifted it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> so how about Matthew? Does he put the seats down, or is he no in his up? bathroom? The no, the seats down, but the lids up. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. But so, he never like after he pees, he sits to pee. Oh, he does. Yeah, he sits to pee. He never oh, okay. stands to pee. Why really? does he sit to pee? So he can look at his phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same girl. <laughs> okay, Simon says here. Hey Roz, got any big plans for your super sorry, <laughs> for your super fresh grass this summer? Got any bougie seeds that you want to grow? <laughs> um yes. 
No, I, I, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going full on this summer because this is going to be my year. Because uh-huh. I've been prepping now for the past four years to get to this year. So this year, hopefully, uh, everything should look just absolutely dynamite. But I went really, really hardcore on wildflowers this year. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I we have a we have a huge ditch that runs along the um, the the whole property. So the ditch is probably about. I don't know, like 200 feet long or something yeah. like that. And then all along the bottom of the property, um, which is a, which is probably a span of like maybe 300 feet that hooks all the way up to the other side. And I spent, Catherine doesn't know, and she doesn't listen to this part of the podcast. So <laughs> I Everyone keep your mouth yeah, shut. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> uh, so I spent, I think, $500 on, on, yeah, on seed. Okay, now let's say... When Catherine asks, because she will at some point, she'll say, hey, how much does this cost? Or, you know, will she, though? Probably. I don't know. Just in case you should have a number in your mind. Oh, I already do. Like just over 100. That's all I say for everything. (laughs) That's all I I say for everything is just just over 100. And she's like, oh, yeah, cool. It's a lot of flowers Uh, for that. Uh, No, but I. But but you never you never like go like get mad at her for camera gear that she buys or clay. I know know nothing about what she spends money on. (laughs) That's her business. It's not my business. Even if it's my money, it's none of my business what she spends. Because now she's into clay. Playing, so she spends all kinds of money Listen, on clay. And that ain't a cheap hobby. I know that. But, just over uh, hundred bucks. Just over everything's just over hundred bucks, right? Because what are you gonna say to that? Just over hundred bucks. We spend that on Uber this weekend. You know what I mean? Like, like, and that's and that's my and that's what I'll say to Catherine all the time. If I if I go to get something, she's like she's like uh, she'll go. God, she's like, no way. Am I paying eighty dollars for that? Or no way are we paying eighty dollars for that? And I'll say that I'm like, babe, the last like four days we spent that on Uber, right? That's what I always say, even though we haven't. But she just knows how expensive. Uber is. Um, no, so, but the reason they were so expensive was because I wanted, um, I wanted 10 variations of wildflowers that were all pink. Wow. So I wanted all pink wildflowers. And so I found this company in America who put together this giant bag for me, uh, two giant bags actually, um, of all varieties of just pink wildflowers. And, and then, you just dump them in? Uh, no, I had to, I mean, I had to till, you know, 4,000 or 2,000 square feet, Jeez. more than that, more than that, even 3,000 square feet of, of ditch. Wow. And at first I had to kill everything in there. Then I had to till it and then I had to rake it. Then I had to till it again. Then I had to kill all the weeds again. Then I had to get it just soil. Then I had to sow the seeds and then wait when for When are they going to, when are you expecting to, oh, okay. Spring. There's spring. How do you ensure that no summers. animals eat this? Um, I'm fine with like. What do you mean animals? Like like rabbits and stuff. If they uh, eat all your flowers, believe me. I had seven turkeys in my backyard the other day. I'm I'm totally fine with rabbits eating. My family eating was rabbit. there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know that turkeys can jump and fly like into trees and stuff. That blew no. my mind when I saw that in your video. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's weird. Who yeah. knew? And they're There's... loud and they and they just poo everywhere. Oh, they're gross. disgusting. They're so gross and they're ugly. Like they are ugly. It's, oh, God, they're foul-looking. Uh, we'll end on this. Greg says, specifically for Roz, Dammit Mori, and Shem. Okay. Hi, Shem. Hello. Could each of you attempt to imitate Mocha's laugh? <laughs> mm, interesting. I, you know what's crazy is I would say, yes, I could, but I almost need to hear one for reference. Like, I almost need to to hear. Do you want me to tell him a joke? What's that? 
Like, so picture me holding a, a shaker of salt over my head. Yeah, I know, you're under salt. assault. Um, that's not going to work more. <laughs> man, Give me another one. Man, If I, I swear <laughs> to God, like, you better try harder in your marriage than you do in this room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. Okay. That's it right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Maury, you go. You okay. go. You go. You go. <laughs> that's not my laugh, Maury. <laughs> Okay. Argue me on that. Okay, argue me on that. <laughs> what does that even mean? That was weird. Ar- argue, argue me on that. Okay, Shem. Okay, Shem. <clears throat> <laughs> Yo, that's yeah. good. That was really good. Okay, okay, I'm gonna try. <laughs> Yo, that's good too. <laughs> so we were, we all we're all close. Uh, okay. No, you're yeah. you're the furthest, Maury. Okay, okay, argue me on that, Maury. Go ahead, go again. <laughs> okay. Like a, no, 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 no. There's a elongated thing sometimes. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> Okay, this is a bit Wow, fun. you went with the no, there's not, as opposed to there sure is, huh? <laughs> what? Huh? Who? Maury. What? You. Phil? <laughs> Shut up, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every there week you'll go. see on Instagram, at Kiss925, where we uh, simply put a picture that reads, Ask Razamoka. Ask your questions, and we'll try to answer on future episodes of the podcast. Thank you for listening. This is- Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.